2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com/do-go-on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnieke and as always I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello
2: Dave, hey, hello Hey Dave, Matt.
0: hey Jess. Oh my god. This feels so good uh, to be here in this uh, bedroom with you <laughs> two. <laughs> That's right, I've
1: been invited to you to podcast in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of like a
0: sealed section episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, who knows what we'll see. Ooh, books. Ooh, a, a globe of the world. Honestly, Dave's bedroom is pretty horny yes yeah, so so horny there's a cheetah on his lamp you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean that's the Bill's, sexiest kind of animal. doesn't that feel like something you'd see in the playboy mansion yeah
2: because they're fast <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> are we going to the playboy grotto in the backyard
1: yeah. after this yeah of course Looking forward we're gonna
0: put the grot in grotto <laughs> Probably should have asked Dave before we started if you wanted to <laughs> talk about your bedroom. Talk talk about my grotto. <laughs> yeah. The grotto is uh, that's private, it's a private yeah. grotto. <laughs> but it is very nice to be in here for the first time. What a lovely uh, boudoir!
1: Thank you so yeah. much for joining me in the boudoir. We've got a Humphrey on the bed asleep. Um, he doesn't He's not, know. You're
2: not contributing that much, to be honest. <sighs>
0: Humphrey's a dog. For those who don't know, got <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dave's <laughs> butler or something. <laughs> it's
2: just some. This is a guy here. He's snoozing. Humphrey. We just thought let's not let's not bother him. Yeah,
0: we hum- were hope, hoping Humphrey was going to explain how the show works, but he is asleep, so I'll try and do it <laughs> instead. Uh, the three of us get together. One of us has gone away and researched a topic, usually that's been suggested by a listener, often voted on by the listeners as well, and then they bring that report back to the other two and. Let us know all about it while we sort of interrupt and be annoying. Uh, In the name of entertainment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's on purpose.
0: Uh, The report normally starts with a question. I believe, Jess, you're doing the report this week.
2: Yes, I am. And my question is Which historical figure has Joe Biden said will soon appear on the US $20 note? Joe Biden. (laughs) Amazing. What a bold move, quite early in his presidency.
0: Yeah. Which photo would it be? With the aviators or him aviators. awkwardly sniffing someone's <laughs> hair? Or,
2: I think it's so time to update them a little bit. I think aviators would be good.
0: Yeah, well, you could do both.
2: Yeah. You could be sniffing oh. hair with aviators yeah, on. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes.
1: Uh, is the answer Donald Trump? It is not Donald Trump.
2: Kay. Thank God. <sighs> Historical think figure. much further back.
0: Okay. Lincoln?
2: No, but in alive a, a, a in a similar time.
0: Okay. Ooh. We is it a politician? No. Lincoln's wife.
2: It's not Lincoln's wife?
0: Oh, the the actor who killed Lincoln. It's John,
2: John wilkes Booth. <laughs> we have done that. Yeah, as we a have
0: done yeah, that'd be <laughs> awkward. <laughs>
2: She's not even I'm sure. Not sure but I'm pretty sure we have.
0: <laughs> Entertainer or no. scientist? No. Nah. Oh, it's not the lady who invented penicillin. It's
2: not the lady who invented penicillin. Is it
0: an inventor? I don't know. Marie Curie. It's not
2: Marie Curie. <laughs> we've, we've done. We've done that. I'm sure about that. No, it's um more of a um civil rights kind of.
0: Oh, b- back of the bus. No. No, that's later. Rosa later. That's a it park. is later. Um, civil rights. Uh, Tubman. Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Oh, great! I've heard her story is amazing.
2: Good job. Yeah, it is an amazing story, and it's a name I knew, but yes. did not know a great deal about the story. And it's pretty wild. It's like a real roller coaster.
0: Awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. Packs a lot
2: in, into a life.
0: It's a. I've been. I. I've been really wanting to hear more about this story, but it's one of those ones where I'm like. We'll hear about it on the podcast eventually, <laughs> so I shouldn't look into it. Yeah, that's right. And now I'm glad I didn't.
2: Well, what I did was because we just did a um, a massive two month event for Blocktober. Obviously, we had so many topics up for the vote, and so a lot missed out. Although we did some, we did some big ones. So I went through and I grabbed a few of those, and I sort of I asked the patrons, "Was like which of these that missed out do you want to hear Great. next?" Because I was like, that guarantees that these are going to be interesting topics. And they chose very well. This chose in a in a this one in a in a bit of a landslide. It's been suggested by quite a few people. It's been suggested by Hilary Hughes, Emily Baysdorf. Uh, Le- I thought
0: Tubman was a great name.
2: <laughs> Baysdorf, Uh Liren Bromberg out of oh, leg.
0: Liren
1: Bromberg, that's the name that I sometimes get in my head. Liren yeah. Bromberg. One of our listeners. Hello Liran. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before. Just sometimes a little I'm, melody in, in your head. My head I'll just go Liren Bromberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great name.
2: Nice, Adam Leg, uh, Tony, Michael, James Green, uh, Kayla, callie trey John mortensen and Charlie Heffernan have all suggested. Each of
0: those names so good, especially Michael.
2: <laughs> Michael. <laughs> that one really stood out. Michael. What
1: stood out to me was Heffernan and
0: Heffernan and Heffernan and Tim Heffernan
2: and and Is that someone? So this is a story of Harriet Tubman. I don't. Born Araminta Ross, nicknamed Minty. Oh. So good. That's
0: great. Minty's a
2: great name. Araminta. Araminta Ross. To enslaved parents Harriet Green, who's nicknamed Rit, and Ben Ross. As with many enslaved people, the exact year or location of her birth is unknown. And estimates made by historians differ greatly. It's been recorded or estimated anywhere between 1815 and 1825. Wow. That's a big range. Yeah. Most tend to settle on circa 1822. So throughout the report, at <laughs> times I've sort of said she's around this age then, um, and I've usually used 1822 as a as a guess. But we don't know exactly when or where she was born.
1: Right. And that's not even halfway between 15 and 25. And they Yeah. Went, Let's call it there. It just
2: seems to be the most common one or, like, yeah, the thing people tend to maybe agree a little bit more on. But we're not sure. Um, Rit was owned by Mary Patterson Brodess and later her son Edward, and worked as a cook for the Brodess family.
0: What full-on terminology that is yeah. owned by yeah, oh.
2: and the language that we use now um, and that I'll use throughout this report is a is like a slaveholder or slave owner and an enslaved person. Right, those are the that's the i lang- I googled it <laughs> to try and make sure I was using. Um, you know, the right, the right sort of terminology. So yeah, isn't that wild? Just, it's just, it's just such a foreign concept to us now, but it wasn't that long ago. No, it really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, Ben was, um, owned by Anthony Thompson, who became Mary Brodus's second husband. So their slaveholders married each other and, uh. Anthony Thompson ran a large plantation near the Blackwater River in the Madison area of Dorchester, Dorchester County in Maryland. Ben was a skilled woodworker who managed the timber work on the Thompson plantation. And Ben and Ritt married around 1808 and had nine children together. Is Quick some, question. Yep.
0: Do they know what was causing it?
2: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But nine is so many.
0: Yeah. And it like science had, had a long way to go back yeah, then. Yeah, maybe he didn't. It's like... What, it's happen again.
2: It's is crazy? <laughs> and
1: if, like, if you had nine, personally, Jess, would you go for one more just to yeah, complete?
2: I think so, or get rid of one.
0: <laughs> hey, why not eleven more?
2: <laughs> there we go. Yes, <laughs> um, some great names here. It was Lena, Mariah, Ritty, Soph, Robert, Minty, Ben, Rachel, Henry, and Moses.
0: Oh, Moses! It's a great great na- name. I mean, it's harder
1: to keep coming up with with great names after eight. Yeah. yeah. And if you're the ninth, ninth child, do you think you maybe the, peaked with
0: nine. Yeah. yeah. Minty's
2: great. Though. Minty. Oh, my God, so good. So, obviously, their family life wasn't super peaceful or easy. I mean, the family were very close, but obviously being enslaved was a horrendous time. The parents struggle, struggled to keep their family together, and Edward Brodus, rich slaveholder, sold three of the daughters, Lena, Mariah, Ritty, and Soph, and the three girls were separated from their family forever. Oh, that's a bummer. They never saw them again That's a bummer I know Rit hid their youngest son Moses for a month After a man approached Edward Brodess about purchasing the young boy And when Brodess and the man approached the Ross family home to take Moses Rit apparently told them You're after my son But the first man that comes into my house I'll split his head open So she <laughs> defended her son and this, That's the, good negotiating Yeah Okay <laughs> so I take your offer You've come here today um, you've come to take my son. Counter offer, I'll split your head open.
1: Well I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're in that situation, you would just send your enemy in as the first person into the <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, their heads are split. And what are you going to do with the second man who <laughs> yeah. comes in? Yeah, second man gets <laughs> a <Yeah>. dollar. <laughs> yeah. How many enemies do I need to send? <laughs> keep splitting heads. I'm sending 72 guys. <laughs> this
0: is getting messy, to be honest. I have a funny feeling 73 is the right number. <laughs> Gerald, in you go. I feel good about you, Gerald. <laughs> oh, Gerald.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Flack. Oh, I was, re- I was out of enemies and that was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sale th- It worked. The sale of the boy was abandoned. And later historians would say that this event in the family would go on to inspire young Araminta. As a child herself, Minty was hired out as a nursemaid to a woman named Miss Susan. Minty took care of Miss Susan's baby and would rock the cradle as the baby slept. If the baby woke up and cried, Minty was whipped.
0: Oh, She was about
2: know. six years old at this time. You reckon that's going to help the baby get to sleep? No. A whipping nearby? And imagine that, a baby crying. Imagine.
0: Well, if a six-year-old can't rock a baby to sleep, then yeah, who can? You know, who can?
2: Isn't that horrendous? Oh
0: I just don't think that's a good system I mean it's awful humanity but
2: Oh yeah Terrible system Just think I
0: mean logically that makes no sense Yeah
2: Do you know a six year old? Would you put them in charge of a baby?
0: Jesus
2: no, and no. yeah, exactly, to go, the baby's crying, you've done something, it's like, no, babies cry all the time, they're communicating
0: The baby's probably trying to tell you something, maybe something like,
2: you're a bad mum You keep whipping this person who's Stop looking after me, this child also I'm me hungry Good about my future, <laughs> Yeah, and I've done a poop Yeah, I've done a poop, and I've got a tooth coming in, and it hurts, absolutely I've shat myself, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like the way you're behaving mum you're not setting a good example. You are literally giving me the shits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a little baby and I'm here to say. <laughs> baby rap. <laughs> You're a bad mum. <laughs> Is it baby rap if it's done by a baby or if it's for a baby? In that case, it would it be mummy rap?
0: Oh, I think it might be a mummy rap, mm. <laughs> which could be confusing, especially if uh, Brendan Fraser's in the vicinity. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Minty also worked for a man named James Cook. No relation. And her job, yeah, And her job was to wade through marshes checking muscat muskrat traps. Oh, that's hard to say, muskrat trap. Um, she came down. I'm doing
0: a muscat trap, muscat
2: trap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: New listeners are like, oh, this guy, Stop he's a it. real good rapper and he does it all the time. I just
2: want to hear about Harriet Tubman, but I'm really getting lost in these raps. I'm loving
0: these raps. I didn't know Matt was a rapper. <laughs> I'm Matt for the new listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much So your me. name is Matt? I'm Matt. I'm the one with the beard in and the logo. Thank are you. Are
2: you here to I'm here to say. say.
0: <laughs> Please do go on okay. with your report today. <laughs> yes, all my raps are like one's politicians would have done in the 80s yeah. when they were trying to be cool. <laughs> a vote for work. me is a vote for freedom. <laughs> it's probably slightly better than what they would have. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> Minty
2: came down with the measles but was forced to continue working. And When she became too ill to work, she was returned to Edward Bodress and nursed back to health by her mum until she was well enough to be rented out again. She carried scars from her early life through, through to adulthood, scars from being whipped and also from a head injury she obtained as a teen when a two pound or about one kilo metal weight was thrown at an enslaved person who was trying to escape, but the projectile hit Minty instead. She was taken inside, bleeding and unconscious, but she was left without medical care for two days. She recovered somehow, despite no medical attention, and after the injury, she would get frequent headaches, seizures, and would fall unconscious, all of which lasted the rest of her life.
0: Oh, my God. Isn't it... I mean, again, you're like... You're obviously being awful. I mean, you're owning humans. Yeah. But surely you want to treat them well. If you, if you, you want them to do work for you, I don't understand the logic... On any level,
2: I know it's <laughs> it's baffling, isn't it? Because it's yeah,
0: like, how good is she going to be to help you rock your baby to sleep? Yeah, if you're not, if you know, if you're leaving her to die, basically. Yeah, strange.
2: She also started so usually after the head injury, she started having visions and vivid dreams, which she interpreted as revelations from God. Um. She rejected the teachings of the New Testament that urged enslaved people to be obedient, and she found guidance in the Old Testament tales of deliverance. Okay, so, like, so far her life has been quite hard. Yeah. And it doesn't get heaps easier throughout her entire life. But she packs a lot in, and she doesn't really give up at all. So I think it's still, like, it's a, it's a story of a real badass, but... It's also real sad.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like it must be motivating if you're getting visions from God. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, well, there's a higher purpose here. Yeah.
2: Everything I like she completely trusted in God and uh, you know, those sorts of visions and, and um that kind of divine intervention or whatever it was she felt really guiding everything. So yeah, I think I don't think she ever sort of went, oh, shit, what am I doing? It was like, okay, well, that was meant to happen because something's going to come from that. I don't know. Pretty amazing. It was an interesting time on the eastern shore of Maryland because by around the mid-1840s, around half of the black population was free. Minty's father, Ben, was promised that he would be freed by his uh, slaveholder, Anthony Thompson, when Ben was 45 years old. Anthony Thompson died, but his son did follow through on that promise and Ben was released in 1840. Her mother, Ritt had a similar instruction made for her to be released when she was 45, but the Bodres family ignored that instruction oh. and challenging it legally was financially impossible for the family.
0: That's, uh, isn't it amazing that you're like, oh, they're good people, yeah. releasing their slave at 45. I know, ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> for the time, it sounds like that was relatively good. Yeah, at Like, 45. they're relatively kind. Yeah. Amazing. Because they
2: followed through on something.
0: Where does this fit in with the Lincoln and the Civil War times and all that stuff?
2: That, it, that will happen in the All oh, right, so this is pre... Yeah. Right. So, around 1844, Minty married a free man named John Tubman. The union, like Minty's parents, was complicated now because of her enslaved status. These marriages weren't uncommon, but the mother's status dictated any children's status. So any children the couple had would automatically be enslaved. Goes through the mother, which is fun. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Um, historian Kate Larson, who comes up a bit throughout this report, um, says that most African-American families at the time had both free and enslaved members, and she suggests that they might have planned to buy Tubman's freedom. That happened a bit if, you know, one of them was free, Um They would try to buy their partner's freedom, which is, again, baffling, isn't it? Soon after marrying John, Minty changed her name to Harriet Tubman, taking her mother's first name and obviously her husband's surname. Um, This is from Wiki. In 1849, Tubman became ill again, which diminished her value as a slave. Edward Brodess tried to sell her but could not find a buyer. Angry at him for trying to sell her and continuing to enslave her relatives, Tubman began to pray for her owner, asking God to make him change his ways. She said later, "'I prayed all night long for my master till the 1st of March, "'and all the time he was bringing people to look at me and and trying to sell me. "'When it appeared as though a sale was being concluded,' she said, "'I changed my prayers.' First of March I began to pray, Oh Lord, if you ain't never gonna change that man's heart, kill him, Lord. <laughs> oh, yes. And take change him out of, yes. of the way.
0: have a change of strategy.
2: For like and, and on a dime, like <laughs> <Yeah>. up until <laughs> end of April oh, end of Feb March. <laughs> end of Feb, she's gone, Hey, see if you can change his ways. First of March, kill him. Yeah, but I'm gonna get hey, old Testament on your ass. If that's
0: what you think, God that's, know, that's well, yeah, that's just my suggestion
2: Well, a week later, Brodus died <laughs> oh. And Tubman expressed regret for her earlier well, sentiments But you've got
1: you to feel pretty powerful after that though Yeah
0: Isn't
2: that amazing?
0: One week, it took God a week I guess there's a lot of, a lot of business to tend to yeah. How many business days though? Yeah, that's true Oh, that's so true It was like, a long weekend That was a yeah.
2: Friday Yeah, he's not back to work Tuesday Yeah, that's right Even Wednesday, depending on the long weekend And you've
0: got to catch up with that backlog
2: yeah, so that's actually pretty good.
0: What does God do on weekends? Chill?
3: Chills. God
2: needs yeah, self-care makes, as well. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. His own shit.
2: Yeah, he does whatever he wants. Golf. Really? Gets a mani-pedi.
0: Whatever that's, God wants. Sounds like a lovely weekend.
2: Yeah, it does sound nice. So with Edward Bodress dead, his widow Eliza took over the task of selling the family's enslaved people. From Wiki again, Tubman refused to wait for the Bodress family to address to decide her fate, Despite her husband's effort to dissuade her, there was one of two things I had a right to, she explained later, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. Well, I mean, if you can't have liberty, you'd have death, but if you couldn't have death, you'd have liberty? It's a beautiful statement anyway.
1: I mean, at this point do you walk into the widow's bedroom and say, "Hey, you know your husband I made that happen."
0: Yeah. So, If you want the same fate, watch yourself. Yeah i got a direct line
2: upstairs, <laughs> yeah. so... Oh, hang on, uh, I'm, getting yeah. a, I'm hearing from him right now.
0: Oi, I, what you, it's up to you. What do you want me to tell? Yeah, what do you I'll want me to say? say? Pass it on. Hey, uh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second, what? God. I'll be with you. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Wait, what do you want me
2: to, sorry, what did you want me to tell God?
0: Do you have a positive or negative sort of... Hmm? Yeah.
2: Thumbs up or a thumbs down would, would do the job.
0: Nah, too slow, too slow. <laughs> yeah. Off her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it
2: happen. <laughs> yep. She's done. So Harriet and two of her brothers. God's
0: like, uh, I think this line might be tapped. Can, <laughs> can you call me on my burner?
2: <laughs> Harriet and two of her brothers, Ben and Henry, made an escape attempt in September of 1849. Once they left, though, Tubman's brothers had second thoughts. Um, one One source said that I think Ben might have just had... A child, and they were sort of like, "Mm," because you know, it was obviously very risky. There was people out there um, whose job it was to find enslaved people who had escaped. So they, the two men went back, and and Tubman returned with them. What
0: a noble profession!
2: Yeah, that'd feel good. Wouldn't that feel good?
0: Oh, you made it out. (laughs) I'm bringing you back (laughs) in.
2: Yeah, I'm a good person. Yeah, gross. I've got a family to feed. (laughs) I don't care. Soon after, Harriet escaped again, this time on her own. Her exact route is unknown. She wouldn't tell people because it was a route that other enslaved people took. So she didn't want to like, detail the way out, which is, makes a lot of sense. Um, but we do know that she used a network known as the Underground Railroad. Was a network of secret routes and safe houses established in the United States during the early to mid nineteenth century. It was used by enslaved African Americans primarily to escape into free states and Canada. Um, a lot. And wait,
0: of, so this isn't literally an underground railroad? No, I always it's just what they pictured they it as an it. Yeah. underground railroad. And she's oh. actually
2: sort of often attributed with creating it, but she didn't create it. But she um, used it a lot for herself to get out, but also to get other people out. Right,
0: right. kind of like. Uh, Jeff Buckley didn't write Hallelujah, but... Sure, but he made it his. Yeah. It's probably (laughs) the definitive version. (laughs)
2: She made Underground Railroad hers.
1: She put it on the map, which was unfortunate. And we we thank... We want to keep it a secret.
2: Yeah, we thank Leonard Cohen, but take a seat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That, Leave yeah, it to Jeff that, and KD Lang.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's also the, the same with uh, Guns and Roses and Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh,
0: really? Not <laughs> that wings. The man, the Beatles could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I always, yeah, it's, I in my head whenever I heard, it, I'm picturing, you know, what's that breakout movie from the one of the World Wars where they like build out that tunnel, The under, Great Escape. The Great Escape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing that, you know, the, a rope pulley system. Yeah. I really had no idea about this story at all. Obviously, yeah. I just knew. The one sentence recap, and it was wrong. Are you
2: disappointed? Oh, I that mean, it's that, that's
0: pretty fun if it's dragging yourself yeah. along an underground. But this makes way more sense. Hello <laughs> what. What are they escaping from? Every house has got a it's an a underground tunnel underground to the right. Doesn't make any sense. So yeah, this makes <laughs> way more sense.
2: <laughs> one estimate suggests that by eighteen fifty, over a hundred thousand enslaved people had escaped via the network. So it was pretty. It was pretty good. Tubman had to travel by night, guided by the North Star, and uh, trying to avoid uh, trying to avoid slave catchers eager to collect rewards for fugitive enslaved people. She most likely took a common route for people fleeing slavery: northeast along the Choptank River. That's so good. Through Delaware, Delaware, <laughs> and then north into Pennsylvania.
0: Beautiful Delaware, God's <laughs> country. I think of it as good old Joe Biden. Is he a Delawarean? Delaware. 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 All right, now I know one thing about Delaware.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I know one thing about Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Other than president uh, and old. Classes. Let's but not forget the, the aviators. Yeah, aviators. Yeah. Yes, he's the president. He's the president. That <laughs> right. always forgets who the current president is. Yeah. Stopping at safe houses along the way, one lady of the house told Harriet to sweep the yard so it would appear she was working for the family and her presence wouldn't arouse suspicion. And when night fell, the family hid Harriet in a cart and took her to the next safe house. Eventually, she crossed into Pennsylvania, more than 100 miles from Dorchester County, and recalled the feeling of relief and awe. She said, when I found I'd crossed that line, I looked at my hands to see if I was the same person. <sighs> There was such a glory over everything. The sun came up like gold through the trees and over the fields and I felt like I was in heaven. Oh,
0: what a beautiful uh, picture yeah. that paints.
2: Just the relief. Imagine that. Like you're on the run for a long time. I'm not entirely sure how long it took her. People were saying if if she was going that distance on foot, it would take anywhere from five days to three weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a big, a big difference. So, you know, it's such a big journey and that whole time you're like... You know, looking behind you, you're on edge, and then she makes it. It must just be the the relief would be insane. So good. So she gets to Philadelphia and she works some odd jobs to make some money. Meanwhile, the US Congress passed the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850, which meant heavy punishments for abetting escape and meant that even in states where slavery had already been abolished, law enforcement had to assist in the capture of people who had escaped.
0: Oh, that sucks.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) fucked. So Har- Harriet,
0: I'm picturing Harriet getting to Philadelphia, running up the stairs. Da-na-na, yes, da-na-na. yeah,
2: that's based on her. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky <laughs> is based on Harriet. Tubman. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I can't wait to inspired get to the boxing part. Inspired oh, right. by. Inspired right. took yeah. a few liberties, so <laughs> <Yeah>. to speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Makes sense in Philadelphia. <laughs> <At> Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm so pleased with myself. A bell. Harriet may have been free, but she knew she couldn't leave her family and other enslaved people behind. She set her sights on freeing her family and doing anything she could to assist them in their escape. In December of 1850, Harriet got word that her niece, Cassiah, and her two children were set to be sold in Cambridge. So Harriet went to Baltimore, which is on the other side of Chesapeake Bay. So Baltimore's here. Cambridge is sort of down here, but there's a big body of water in between them. But she's she's closer Kasaya's husband, John, was a free man and was able to win his wife in the auction. The family were able to escape to a nearby safe house and at nightfall, John paddled the family on a log canoe for 60 miles or 97 k's across Chesapeake Bay to Baltimore where they met Harriet who helped them get to Philadelphia.
1: That is such a long way. Isn't that
2: ridiculous? On a log canoe. Whoa. To get his wife and kids out.
0: Yeah, just to be able to exist yeah. freely as a yeah. person.
2: And he was free. And I supp- I don't really understand um, quite how it works. Like, if, if he's free and he's won her, he's bought her freedom, I don't really understand why they then have to sort of flee yeah. secretly. I, there's got to be something that I'm missing in there, but it it happens quite a bit. It's, yeah, really wild. The lengths they go to and the dangers... They put themselves through. And like we were saying before, like the, the terror and fear that would just consume you the whole time, hoping that you don't get caught. Awful.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: So Harriet continues to dedicate her time to helping other family members escape. Early in 1851, she made a trip back to Maryland and rescued her brother Moses, as well as two other men. Late that same year, she went back to Dorchester County for the first time since her escape, this time to find her husband, John. Um, When she told John she was planning on escaping, he had refused to go with her. And I suppose Harriet was hoping her return would show him that it was possible and that He would leave with her But John had married another woman Named Caroline Harriet had sent word That she was coming to get him And he was like Nah I'm good thanks
0: Right. Okay Yeah That's awkward
2: A great sentence from Wiki here Tubman at first prepared To storm their house And make a scene But then decided He was not worth the trouble Oh Yeah (laughs) So good So instead she found a group Of enslaved people Who wanted to escape And helped them get to Philadelphia So you know She's like, "Well, I'm not going to waste this trip, okay? If you're not coming, I'll get other people out."
0: So it sounds like a, a Bob Dylan song or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, not it's worth fine. the hassle. It's fine. That's kind of you're he, not worth the trouble. Did he ever write a song called "You're Not Worth Her, the Hassle"? That sounds like something Bob. Dylan. He's written hundreds of songs, so. Don't, <laughs> don't Answer think the twice. question, Dave. <laughs> <It's> all right.
2: <laughs> Has he written that one? Yes. Or have we just written a Bob Dylan song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this could be big for us. Oh my
2: god. The Fugitive uh, Slave Law made it more dangerous for escaped people to stay in the northern United States, so many crossed the border into uh, Canada. So in December of 1851, Harriet Tubman escorted 11 people northward into Canada. A group of 11, mostly all on foot through, like, wilderness. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, probably should have got rid of one, made an even yeah, team. Yeah, it would
2: be nice. No, but with her there... Is that 12? It's oh, a beautiful dozen. Yeah. That's all right. I'm okay, okay with that. Love a dozen. Okay. Love a baker's dozen even more. But, but if you lo-
0: if you lose one, you've got to lose another.
2: <laughs> yeah, agreed.
0: But then I guess you could say if it's 11, it's me plus 10. So it's just I'm happy to be there with 10 people. Yeah. For new listeners, Jess, that's a weird thing about even numbers. Well, weird
2: makes a lot of sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say weird. Yeah. I meant weird as in
2: cool. Groovy. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> Weird as in, like, I'm jealous of it, and you wish you were like this. It's believed the group probably stayed. It's believed that they probably stayed with famous abolitionist Frederick Douglass. After escaping uh, from slavery in Maryland, Frederick became a national leader of the abolitionist movement in Massachusetts. Did I say yeah, that right, Massachusetts. Matt? <laughs> Yeah, Massachusetts. Right. And New York, and is widely considered one of the most influential people of the 19th century. He later wrote, On one occasion I had 11 fugitives at the same time under my roof and it was necessary for them to remain with me until I could collect sufficient money to get them on to Canada. It was was the largest number I ever had at any one time and I had some difficulty in providing so many with food and shelter. And people assume that because there was 11 people, it was probably Harriet Tubman and her group. Right. Just a cool little like... Cute little stop over there I don't
0: think I've heard of Frederick Douglass
2: He's pretty amazing as well And a quick um, a quick look at him He, yeah, had an amazing life He was like the first um, African-American to be He was like nominated for vice president Like mm. way back Yeah While a, a woman was running He was her running mate Yeah, right Wild Sounds like a really interesting person So over the next 11 I 11- still haven't got there yet No so I- <laughs>
0: So the first woman who ran for president was like 150 years ago. Yeah, it was or... a long time ago. Yeah, wow.
2: Um, but uh, any day now. Actually, I saw a video just today of um, Swedish Parliament all like giving a standing ovation to the first um, female prime minister, and she's just sitting there like she's overcome with emotion, but just everybody applauding her. And I got overcome with emotion. And I was like, "Oh, Sweden, mm. you did it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look, look there's a big moment in history.
0: And then she gets in a power and, and orders that people get killed or something. Yeah, and it's like, oh, a sweet, no. <laughs> That's why it turns out that's why they were crying. They knew <laughs> what was about to happen.
2: Oh, no, she's the worst.
0: <laughs> They're good on her, yeah. breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah, exactly. And then using those sh- shards of glass to kill.
2: We could have gone for the best person for the job, but we went for the crazy woman. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, she's probably great. I don't know. Um... Over the next 11 years, Tubman returned repeatedly to the eastern shore of Maryland, rescuing some 70 enslaved people in about 13 expeditions, including her other brothers, Henry, Ben and Robert, their wives and some of their children. She also provided specific instructions to 50 to 60 additional fugitives who escaped to the north. So, you know, whether she was guiding them through or telling them how to do it, she was saving a lot of people. Because of her efforts, she was nicknamed Moses as a nod to Moses leading the Hebrew people to freedom from Egypt. Ah.
0: Confusing that her brother is Moses. No, yes. Her brother's there going, oh, that's actually not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Can
2: you just call her Harriet? (laughs) That'd be nice, actually, because Moses, right here.
1: Annoyingly for him, they start calling him Moses, too. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm the original Moses, so. I'm the
2: OG Moses. Well, I'm not the uh, the original one. Obviously the one from the Bible. Oh, God, I am Moses, too. But she's Moses Moses 3. She's (laughs) 3. One of her last missions into Maryland was to retrieve her ageing parents. Her father, Ben, had purchased Ritz Freedom, her mother, a couple of years earlier in 1855 for $20. A lot of money back then, but it sounds insane now, doesn't it? But even when they were both free, the area became hostile to their presence. Tubman received word that her father was at risk of arrest for harbouring a group of eight escaped people. So she travelled to the eastern shore and led them north to St. Catharines in Ontario. Ontario. So let's talk for a sec about these journeys she would guide people through because it's not like she'd load them on a bus or a plane to get no, them out. No, would be an
0: underground railroad. <laughs> it's underground? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're on their tummies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay guys On your tummies And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, would you say
1: that Just the Underground Railroad That's the submarine Of the land Oh no <laughs> Yes
2: I've, Yeah It's really put you off It has a bit Now I'm thinking about it I'm like Underground trains Makes a lot of sense In terms of like Flow of traffic You know Yeah but,
0: No level crossings
2: But they are like A submarine Aren't they
0: <laughs> oh. You much prefer Those ones that are up Up a- meters in the sky yeah and they
2: there. and and when you're <laughs> driving along um you get stopped at the lights all the time waiting for the train to go by Oh,
0: you, yeah you prefer that <laughs> yeah i love a level love, crossing love a level crossing <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's one near my house and i'm like oh good i got stuck at it again
0: <laughs> yeah they're fun when you get a train going one way and then a train going the other way yeah. and then a train coming back the other way <laughs>
2: yeah but then i get frustrated when people go through too soon like the the Barricades have come up, but the lights have not stopped flashing. Oh, that's and they like, go through. I'm yeah. like, are you, are you insane? <laughs> Would
0: you drive through a red light? I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> do you want to die?
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all.
1: Math. <laughs> 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 sorry, mate. You were a couple of nerds over here. Yeah. Uh, look at uh, subsection C, rule seven in the Vic Roads Guidebook.
2: <laughs> you can only go through when the lights have stopped flashing. That
0: makes sense. Because the
1: gate might come
2: down yeah,
0: again. Yeah, they might just be. Testing you? Yeah. (laughs) There might be a train that's about to come again. (laughs) Might just be reversing back. Reverses back to to crush you.
2: (laughs) We got a a dickhead mm. testing the boundaries. (laughs) Beep. Sorry, (laughs) folks. Just got to back up over a car.
1: (laughs) It's the only way he'll learn. About being crushed. (laughs) Crush one to teach a hundred.
2: Let him be a lesson. So, yeah, Harriet, incredibly clever about how she went about her missions. Generally, she worked during the winter months to minimise their chance of being seen. Someone wrote, she always came in the winter when the nights are long and dark and people who have homes stay in them. They'd nearly always leave town on a Saturday morning to give them a head start because newspapers wouldn't print runaway notices until Monday morning. So that gave them a good head start. That's that's clever. She was ingenious in her deceptions. Once she disguised herself... By wearing a bonnet and carrying two chickens. <laughs> 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 I mean, Ingenious. What a genius. What?
0: I recognise her, but Harriet Tubman I know doesn't have two chickens. Or a bonnet. <laughs> no. Fuck, that is so
2: funny. But when she saw a slaveholder she'd previously worked for, she pulled the string attached to the bird's leg, causing the bird to flap its wings and be agitated, oh, pulling good. focus away from Harriet's face. That
0: makes sense. So someone <laughs> comes up, you there. Harriet Tubman, and then notices the chicken. Sorry,
2: man. My apologies. You look like someone I used to know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or just flapping the chicken. Look at the
2: chicken. Look at the chicken. Look at this chicken flap.
1: I want to look at her, but I can't take my eyes off this chicken. I I thought, honestly, thought you were going to say she'd put the string around the chicken's foot and just start swinging it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go away! (laughs) Or like uh, begging the chickens to fly. Fly, fly!
3: (laughs) 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 Into the air.
2: (laughs) She's Mary (laughs) Poppins. She's Mary Poppins with chickens. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't realize she's like, they cannot fly. She's much. Like,
1: uh, note to self: I will need more chickens. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like helium balloons; you just need more of them. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, we'll go up. A deck chair tied to like the movie eighty-five. Deck chair Danny <laughs>
1: to eighty-five
3: chickens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Harriet was deeply religious and continued to have what she believed to be divine premonitions. And said she consulted with God and trusted Him. She would use song as coded messages, singing versions of "Go Down Moses" and changing the lyrics to indicate that it was either safe or too dangerous to proceed. As she led, as <laughs> she, she added
1: the word "Don't." Yeah, go down Moses. Don't
2: go down Moses. Now it's <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> Maybe stay put. Take some cover over there. <laughs> put your camouflage on.
0: We'll let you know when the coast is clear. <laughs> Till then, sit tight.
2: It's Have definitely not, a not now. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot stress enough, you shouldn't go. And then
0: they start to real like the the cops start to realise what they're doing, so it becomes the opposite of what you're singing. Yeah. They're winking at the same time. Definitely don't, don't go now, winky, winky. Actually,
2: you should go home and get back to work <laughs> Very on plantation. System, but, yeah. but it works. It's not the best system. But, um, it's the best we have right it's now. It's the best we have. As she led fugitives across the border, she would call out, Glory to God and Jesus too. One more soul is safe. But as a juxtaposition to that... She carried a revolver with her on her travels and was not afraid to use it. Not only was it for protection if slave catchers came for them, but she was apparently known to use it as a threat for anyone who tried to turn back. Turning back would threaten the safety of the entire group, and Tubman herself told the tale of a man who insisted on turning back and returning to the plantation because morale amongst the escapees had gotten a little low Mm. (laughs) on their journey. Guys, can we pick up the vibes yeah. a bit here? Yeah. If you're just going to be a bunch of sad sacks, I'm going back. Yeah. yeah, I'm just
0: not feeling it anymore. Yeah. bumming me out.
2: <laughs> and Harriet apparently pointed the gun at him and said, you'll be free or die. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah I, guess two, op- there, guess
0: then, I
1: guess I'll be free. Two options there. From then, morale was sky
0: high.
2: Oh, yeah. They were all like, oh, my God, yeah, we're going to be free or die.
0: <laughs> I've per- perked right up.
2: <laughs> Slaveholders in the Eastern Shore area had no idea that Minty, the five-foot-tall, petite, disabled, formerly enslaved woman, was the one who was helping people escape.
0: Because she had two chickens on her. They would never <laughs> have no idea It was her. Thing.
2: In fact, they assumed it was a northern white abolitionist. She was never caught and later said, I was, I was conductor of the Underground Railroad for eight years and I can say what most conductors can't say. I never ran my train off the track and I never lost a passenger.
0: Oh, Great record. Really good.
1: I mean, how bad were trains back then? <laughs> that Every conductor has run one off. The, I mean, it happens Probably, weekly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she's talking a little more um, metaphorically. I've
1: lost so many passengers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> I don't want to know, actually. I don't. I want plausible deniability. I don't want to <laughs> know. But she's not done. At the end of the 1850s, Harriet bought a small piece of land on the outskirts of Auburn, New York, for 1200 bucks, equivalent of about $34,000 um, now. She saw it as a good opportunity to bring her parents to New York and save them from cold Canadian winters. Sorry, yeah, bring her parents to New York and save them from cold Canadian winters. But returning to the US could mean that escaped people were at a risk of being sent back to the South under the, that very fun fugitive slave law that I mentioned earlier. And Harriet's siblings were concerned for their parents' safety if they went to New York. But according to Wiki, her land in Auburn... Became... Well,
0: was this in the 90s? <laughs> Pretty rough city, New York, eh? Concrete jungle. Right?
2: <laughs> no, Matt. It wasn't in the 90s. <laughs> it was the 1850s. Um, according to Wiki, her land in Auburn became a haven for Tubman's family and friends. For years, she took in relatives and boarders, offering a safe place for black Americans seeking a better life in the north. Bit of a mystery occurred around this time as well Harriet travelled to Maryland and returned with her niece in quotations Margaret There's great confusion about the identity of Margaret's parents and historians argue that it's possible Margaret was Harriet's daughter Historian Kate Larson argues the two shared an unusually strong bond argues that Tubman knowing the pain of a child separated from her mother would never have intentionally caused a family to be split apart but it's a mystery still who Margaret was
0: Right, so something... bit old, isn't it? Referred to as niece, but some think daughter. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm
2: guessing with her husband, John.
0: Yeah, right.
2: But, yeah, I don't know how she was saving a bunch of people and doing all those missions back and forth while pregnant or if it was earlier and they'd hidden her or I don't know. Because, again, like the status goes through the mother. So if they'd had You're a right. child, it would oh. automatically be enslaved. If they'd oh. given the child to somebody else, a free couple perhaps. Oh, that makes sense. Maybe.
0: So what, but is it possible know. that it was her niece?
2: Yep. It's possible, <laughs> yeah. Because she
0: had eight siblings.
2: Yeah, exactly. A bunch of them had kids.
1: Right. Is it possible that it
0: was mole people? <laughs>
2: Ooh, underground. Oh,
0: <gasps> The real Underground Railroad. Jeez, you wouldn't want a mole in the Underground Railroad. No.
2: No tummy time for the mole? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mole. I mean, is it? yeah, because moles, are, they're double agents as well, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know if the mole people are, but...
2: I can only assume that's why moles are named moles.
0: That makes sense. Which came first?
2: Yeah, mole
0: or the mole? Yeah. They they used to be called underground ferrets, (laughs) 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 but they were seen to be a bit shifty, (laughs) and that's how they got the name. They changed the name to mole.
2: Moles. Of her immediate family members still enslaved in the southern state, Tubman ultimately rescued all but one—her sister Rachel. Um, Harriet had returned to Dor- Dorchester County to get her sister out only to learn that Rachel had died. Um Rachel had two children, but they could only be rescued if Harriet paid a bribe. She didn't have any money and couldn't pay, so the children remained enslaved. Isn't that awful, but she th- amazing as well that she like came especially from such a large family, she got all of them out. Amazing. Incredible, obviously not all, but you know, um, a, a large number of a large family, so it's pretty amazing. Just taking a quick break from the report here to chat about ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station for a snack. Most of the time, you're probably fine. But what if you come back and see someone driving off with your car?
1: (gasps) My Ferrari! (laughs) You're dreaming. Well, every time you connect to an unencrypted network, say you're in a cafe, hotel at an airport... Any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data. We're talking passwords, financial stuff. It doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. So honestly, you could be their next target.
0: Or you could be the next hacker. It's pretty cheap to get involved apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but this is an ad for ExpressVPN, not an ad for the hacking. hacking industry. Exactly. <laughs>
2: but if anybody in the hacking industry wants to pay the right price... <laughs>
0: The, the beauty of the ExpressVPN, it's so easy to use. Um, I've got it on my phone, on my computer. You just push a button when you want to turn it on, push it again, and turn it off. So easy. And mm-hmm. it's super secure. Apparently, it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. What? Do the sums there. A billion? Yeah. I've been hardly alive for a fraction of that. Yeah. Hardly. <laughs>
1: Now, I use ExpressVPN when I'm out and about, often when I'm on the tram or train. Uh, or the John. Or the John, exactly. Who knows where, where these hackers will be <laughs> in the
0: toilet. There could be a crocodile coming up from underneath. Oh, oh no. Or a gator. To
1: steal my data.
0: Yeah. And, and my ass.
1: <laughs> but um, but whenever
0: I'm, I'm doing banking in public, when
1: I'm on a Wi-Fi, I'm always using the ExpressVPN just for that extra little layer of protection.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it just makes me feel a little more secure. Uh, the people aren't snooping. You know, these hackers go, yeah. oh, what's he doing? Oh he's, oh, he's back on fantasy football again.
2: Oh, he doesn't have that much <laughs> in his bank account.
0: Shouldn't he be doing work? <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff.
2: Well, you can secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash do go on. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash do go on. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash do go on. The Civil War broke out in 1861, and by this time, Harriet is around 40 years old. Tubman served as a nurse in Port Port Royal, preparing remedies from local plants and aiding soldiers suffering from dysentery. At first, she received government rations for her work, but newly freed uh, black people thought she was getting special treatment. So to ease the tension, she gave up her right to these supplies and made money selling pies and root beer, which she made in the evenings.
0: Oh, Dave. Imagine getting a Harriet Tubman pie and root beer. That's an
1: absolute classic
0: combo right yeah, there. Yeah, Pie and pine root, root beer. beer. Yes, pine please. And root is enough for me, but pine and root beer even better.
2: What do like is what is root beer?
0: I think it's ginger beer? Is it? I yeah. think ginger's like a root. It's oh, I like, simil- I don't know. I, I
2: imagine it to be a similar thing. I yeah. picture it as ginger beer, yeah. but, but where
0: does sarsaparilla fit on the scale? Sarsaparilli, oh. I reckon they would have called it back then. <laughs> ah, sarsaparilli. <laughs> I don't know, but sarsaparilla sure. is the one that tastes like medicine, or is that Dr yeah, Pepper? Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Might be both of them. You I reckon right? they're all in the same world.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a North American soft drink traditionally made using the root bark of the sassafras tree.
2: Ooh. Wow. Wait, sassafras. is this sarsaparilla or is this root beer?
0: Because <gasps> that sounds like sarsaparilla. Sassafras. This is we uh, for new listeners. Sometimes we do a bonus mini report <laughs> in the middle of the show. Today's bonus mini is. Root beer, question mark.
1: <laughs> well, I'm on uh, Bundaberg.com. Bundaberg does a famous Australian ginger beer.
3: Yeah.
1: It says, when it comes to the difference between Bundaberg root beer and Bundaberg sarsaparilla, there's a simple answer. Aside from the label, there isn't one. Really? That's But that's in that's Bundaberg's one, so I can't it's tell you. It's an Australian one. Yeah. And they
2: do a ginger beer as well, so yeah, ginger beer and ones. root beer are different.
0: Right, there you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, for some reason, just always pictured root beer to be ginger beer, but... Man, I love ginger beer. Oh my I didn't God. I, I didn't ever try it as a kid. Love it. But now I freaking love, love it.
2: Fucking it's so it's spicy. Yeah. But refreshing. Yeah. How? I don't know how
1: they do it. Now we it, just this finally on this uh, controversial topic. <laughs> uh was this is originally uh, they both come f- uh and root beer were founded by native americans before arriving in Europe. Both name are uh, named after their distinct ingredients. Sarsaparilla was made from the sarsaparilla vine, while root beer Roots of the sassafras sassafras tree. Um, These days, root beer recipes do not include sassafras as the plant has been found to cause serious health issues. Okay. So there you go. I figured that one out. Yeah.
2: just thought I'd add that tidbit about her being a nurse by day, baker by night. Uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) A bit of fun there?
0: That probably didn't go where you expected it to. No, no, it's
2: just kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, so she baked the pies.
2: Yeah. She'd make pies and root beer and she'd sell that. Oh, my God.
1: Pretty tragic that she's helped out so many uh, people in her community and then some of them are like, you're getting special treatment and yeah. she has to give it up. That's, yeah. Come on. I
2: know. In early 1863, she led a band of Scouts through the land around Port Royal. The marshes and as rivers...
0: In, sorry, it's in Boy Scouts?
2: Boy Scouts. The marshes <laughs> and rivers in South Carolina were similar to those of the eastern shore of Maryland. Thus, her knowledge of covert travel... And subterfuge. Is that how you say that yeah, word? Yeah, I
0: think so. Oh, that's, a good word. that's how I'd say it. Mm. Among
2: um, potential enemies was put to good use. Later that year, Tubman became the first woman to lead an armed assault during the Civil War. She accompanied Colonel James Montgomery on an assault on a collection of plantations along the Comby River. On the morning of June 2nd, 1863, Tubman guided three steamboats around Confederate mines in the water leading to the shore. Once ashore, the Union troops set fire to the plantations, destroying infrastructure and seizing thousands of dollars worth of food and supplies. When the steamboats sounded their whistles, enslaved people throughout the area understood that they were being liberated.
0: I haven't done a man of a thousand noises.
2: Yeah, right. give I'm us a steamboat. The... So it's a steamboat whistle.
0: Steamboat whistle. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go back into my. I know, no, no, please take your
3: time.
0: <clears throat>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Humphrey,
0: that, I reckon that jogged Humphrey's memory. There, Humphrey was
2: like, "I am being freed." <laughs> yeah, Humphrey's
0: remembering. It, was Humphrey ever a steamboat dog? <laughs> yes, he was. Actually, rescued from
1: a steamboat. <laughs>
0: rescued from a steamboat.
2: <laughs> yeah, dogs don't belong on steamboats.
0: Yeah, so that's isn't I that mean, amazing. It, it feels like every you every like small paragraph is another remarkable story exactly
2: yeah it's it's honestly just um it's such a roller coaster but it's an amazing life and she did a lot of things it's
0: also um, amazing to me that i I had no idea the civil war was so recent yeah within what like, 160 years it seems incredible like yeah. th- we're now up to 10 years away from the saints football club being formed <laughs> <There> <laughs> isn't it is. that wild that it was nearly like yeah, well, Like an Australian football footy. team. <laughs> like the Melbourne football club, I think, already existed at this point. That just seems...
2: Yeah, it seems like it should have been way longer Yeah, ago. like some
0: big gap between those two events.
2: Yeah. But... Tubman described the scene as a stampede of enslaved people rushing towards steamboats. More than seven hundred and fifty enslaved people were saved in the Combi River raid. Seven hundred and fifty people. That's
0: amazing. I just you'd love to see like the people who exist today because of one event like that. Yeah. It'd be tens of thousands of people. I know. Or I have no idea, but it'd be a lot of people. So many. <laughs> Unless they're all virgins and you know none, <laughs> and but stayed virgins yeah.
2: <laughs> forever. Newspapers praise Tubman's patriotism. Uh, energy and ability. And for two more years, she worked with the Union forces, tending to newly liberated people, scouting into Confederate territory, and nursing wounded soldiers in Virginia, while also making regular trips back to Auburn to visit her family and look after them. Cause she's looking after her parents.
0: Doesn't sleep much, I reckon. No.
2: And oh, she's yeah, not wait, well, she's you're in sleeping. her 40s.
0: You, you sleep. Oh, I'm just going to go across country. Yeah. I'll be there by morning.
2: And then I'll pop back.
0: To do something heroic, I'll pop back. I'll, I'll probably, I might even be back before you wake up. So
2: yeah, just go have a nice big sleep. Uh, I'm just gonna go be a hero for a bit. See you in the morning. I'm gonna
0: go guide
1: a steamboat around some mines. Good day. <laughs>
2: uh, the Confederacy surrendered in April of 1865, and that same year, the 13th Amendment was passed by U.S. Congress, abolishing slavery. Tubman headed home to Auburn to be with her family.
0: Ah, the Baker's Dozen Amendment. <laughs>
2: So it's uh, slavery's been abolished. She's still not done. Even though she'd worked with the union for many years and had proven herself to be an incredible asset, Harriet Tubman was never paid a salary or compensation of any kind for her work. Um, African-American soldiers were paid less than white soldiers anyway, and on top of that, she wasn't officially on the books, so she was left working odd jobs to earn money to support her elderly parents in Auburn. She's a hero... And getting no recognition, and lived her entire life basically in poverty.
0: And this, any small advantage she had, people around her be like, "Hey, you shouldn't have that." Yeah. She's like, "All right, fair enough." It's
2: <laughs> like it's just wild, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. She took in boarders to help pay the bills, and one of those boarders was a farmer named Nelson Davis. Nelson had also served in the war, and post-war he got work as a bricklayer in Auburn. Harriet and Nelson quickly fell in love. And married in March of 1869. Nice. Nice. That
0: nice. feels like yeah, the original summer of love.
2: <laughs> Five years later, they adopted a baby girl, Gertie. Amazing. And lived happily as a family until Nelson's death from tuberculosis in 1888. He was 22 years younger than Harriet, and she outlived him, and she's still not done. And she's like mid to late 60s now. <laughs> still going financially times were tough and in 1873 two men claimed to have a stockpile of gold that had been smuggled out of south carolina they told harriet that they were a friend of her relatives and she took them into her home as they as she often did with people who needed a place to stay they said hey look we've got around 5k worth of gold we'll sell it to you for two mates rates okay you'll be set seemed plausible, actually. White people in the South had buried valuables when Union forces threatened the area, and African-Americans were often given any digging duties, so it was possible these men had stumbled upon a big stash of gold. Did they let
0: her her know via an email?
2: (laughs) I'm a Nigerian prince, and I know your auntie, and (laughs) will you marry me? So she was like, okay, five grand... Worth of gold for 2k. She borrowed the money from a wealthy friend named Anthony Scheimer and arranged to receive the gold late one night. Once the men had lured her into the woods, however, they attacked her and knocked her out with chloroform, then stole her purse and bound and gagged her. She was found by family, dazed and injured, and the money was gone. Uh, What about the gold? Isn't that fucking ridiculous? The gold was left behind. Oh, good. (laughs) No, there's no gold. When people heard the story, they were outraged. Some criticized her naivete, but most sympathized with <laughs> her. That's what you, that's financial what you want, hardship. right? After yeah. you've
0: been knocked out.
2: Oh, so naive.
0: Oh, honestly, you were asking for that. Yeah. You were being very silly. Yeah. All right. Well, what's done is done. Yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, yes, it does seem silly, but how does that help me now? Yeah.
2: She really believed in like the good of people, and, um, you know, there was like that bit of plausibility to it as well. And she was. Pretty desperate.
0: She was also. She'd also be like, "God's been guiding exactly. me. I've had a very good run." Yeah. So, wouldn't you think? if you if you're thinking that way, yeah, like, I've made it through decades. Yeah. Anyway.
2: They hoodwinked her. So people tried to fight for her to receive. Uh, it, essentially, this story kind of like brought her back into people's minds, and so then people tried to. A lot of people sympathized with her financial hardship, and they tried to fight for her to receive compensation for her work during the Civil War. Um, In fact, in 1874, two um, representatives introduced a bill to have Harriet paid the sum of $2,000 for services rendered by her to the Union Army as scout, nurse and spy. But the bill was unsuccessful in the Senate. Remember that Harriet's husband Nelson died in 1888 and... Tubman was then eligible for a widow pension, which was introduced in 1890 because he'd also served in the Civil War. But it took them five years to actually pay her anything.
0: Oh, you know, bureaucracy. It, it took, can be it took slow. that long to
2: approve it. In 1895, Tubman was granted a monthly widow's pension of $8 a month, equivalent of $250 today, $8 a month, plus a lump sum of 500 to cover the five-year delay in approval. Another two years later, New York Congressman Sereno E. Payne introduced a bill to grant Tubman a soldier's monthly pension for her own service in the Civil War, which was $25, but some people objected to a woman being paid a full soldier salary. Oh, look,
0: I was thinking that uh, when you said it. As a feminist, I, I, you know, mm. I'm with women all the way, but you've got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> Should they be getting pensions? Yeah. You know what I mean? Should they
2: be paid for their work? Yeah.
0: Mm. That just feels like maybe a bridge too far.
2: <laughs> maybe sometime in the future. I just don't know that we're there yet. <laughs> I can't women. believe this story. It I is know. amazing.
0: You know, I, I think maybe it's just how people tend to think, but I, I've been thinking about what, what a wild time I've lived through all these changes with technologies, internet, and yeah. the world's changed so much. But her, the world she lived in from the start of her life to now... It's remarkable how much it's changed. What's this yeah. been sixty odd years? Yeah, incredible.
2: Absolutely amazing. So yeah, people were like mm, she shouldn't get paid a full soldier. I mean, it salary. hasn't.
0: You know, it hasn't changed that much, but it's changed a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it hasn't changed enough for women to get paid pensions. Yeah, to get paid probably so or silly. be in
2: positions of power. But you know, they can. Uh, they can uh, have a job. Teachers, <laughs> nurses. Yeah,
0: the full gamut. The-
2: <laughs> you can have it all, ladies. Female lawyer,
0: yeah, they female doctor. Yeah, we've got a position for a female lawyer. Don't get to do a lot of lawyering. Yeah, a lot
2: of admin. You
0: you know, you can sit three or four down from the men lawyers. (laughs)
2: So it was another two years later in 1899, President William McKinley approved a compromise amount of $20 per month. So that was her $8 from her widow's pension plus $12 for her service as a nurse. But there was no acknowledgement of her work as a scout and spy. It was just like, hey, you were a nurse and that's all you were. You can have $12.
0: She was born when slavery was still super common. Yes. And now 60-odd years later... She's getting paid like a government fee. Yeah, it's a. It just seems quite remarkable.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a. That's actually a really nice way to look at it. I guess it's but like from a more modern lens, we're like they're not giving her enough, and they're not, you know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and a lot of people went in really fighting for her. Yeah, so, like, which is
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. That's even a though really I good mean, you're, you, some, you you can set your expectations in funny places yeah. sometimes.
2: I'm definitely setting my expectations in a very modern lens, <laughs> yeah. but it's a very long time. I, ago. I just
0: yeah, I mean like I feel like I'm dropping them quite low. Yeah. Wow, they're giving wow. her some money.
2: <laughs> they're giving her twelve bucks. <laughs> she saved so many lives yeah.
0: You could also argue it's not enough. Yeah.
2: So she's like mid to late seventies before she's compensated for her efforts during the civil war. It takes so long. In her later years, Harriet Tubman worked to promote women's suffrage. She travelled to New York, Boston and Washington, D.C. to speak out in favour of women's voting rights. She described her actions during and after the Civil War and used the sacrifice of countless women throughout modern history as evidence of women's equality to men. It's pretty amazing. Like, she's, she's old at this point and she's just travelling around Putting her name to something that she thinks is important, and is it is a lot of careers. I know Especially a bloody
0: millennial. Absolutely
2: incredible! <laughs> this wave of activism kindled a new wave of admiration for Tubman among the press in the United States. A publication called the Women's Era launched a series of articles on eminent women and a profile of Tubman. And how crazy is this? An 1897 suffragist newspaper reported a series of receptions in Boston honouring Tubman and her lifetime of service to the nation. However, her endless contributions to others had left her in poverty and she had to sell a cow to buy a train ticket to attend these celebrations honouring her.
0: Should have just ridden the cow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You got a motorcycle ride there, sweetheart. You got milk the whole way. Put a saddle on that cow. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Boston, here we come.
1: See you in six months. So glad you're here. (laughs)
2: Because I wouldn't have thought of that. I guess you got it. You got to use I your know, head. I know. I guess it's just my little lady brain.
0: Cows, <laughs> eh? ride it. Cows got four legs. Use them.
2: Then
1: she sells the ticket to someone. Like someone sells their ticket for the cow, and then she gets there, and they're also there on the cow. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Now I'm um, getting home. Yeah. <laughs> what are you cow.
0: gonna sell another cow? <laughs> good no, luck. Good luck. <laughs> In this economy. You're not getting this one back.
2: Um, as Tubman aged, the seizures, headaches, and suffering from her childhood head trauma continued to plague her. At some point in the late 1890s, she underwent brain surgery Whoa. at Boston's Massachusetts General Hospital. You
0: know when I want to get brain surgery if I could any time. 1890s. Late 1800s, <laughs> I reckon that's that's the time. Sign
2: me up for a lobotomy, baby. Do they
0: give you a swig of whiskey. Oh uh, <laughs> no, Now you're no. anesthetized.
2: It's, it's worse than oh, that. A swig of
0: whiskey for the
2: surgeon and uh, <laughs> it's worse than we go. That. Unable to sleep because of pain and buzzing in her head, she asked a doctor if he could operate. He agreed and in her words, "sawed opened my skull and raised it up and now it feels more comfortable.
0: Oh. Right, so she's walking around with an open skull?
2: No, no, no. I no, think they put the skull back on.
0: Put a little Sally's No More Gaps yeah. fill. Put a hinge on it so it's yeah. easier
2: for future... Surgeries. If you're feeling a bit of pressure, don't worry about it. Just crack
0: the back like a skylight. <laughs> and just inc- just <laughs> and put a in wheel. a Reebok pump push thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lift that up a bit. Wow. She received no anesthesia.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
2: and for the procedure and reportedly chose instead to bite down on a bullet as she had seen Civil War soldiers do when their limbs were amputated. Oh, I feel
0: like she has just stepped into the top handful of bad asses we've she's ever. She's in talked her eighties
2: when she does this.
0: Maybe is she, is, I'm trying to think of it. Is it? Have we talked about a bigger badass than this? I
2: don't think so. She's Holy incredible. She
3: bit
0: a bullet
2: while so, having she, brain surgery. So, so
0: now she's ruined her teeth as well. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, the dent next to the dentist. <laughs> what you going to bite on when he when the dentistry works getting done? You know. How about this little
1: uh, little piece of leather? You want to chew that or something? Nah, nah, give nah, me the nah, bullet. Give me the bullet.
0: And. She actually bit down on it so hard it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> she killed the surgeon. <laughs> Bing, ping, ping. <laughs> Made that sound, bounce all around. Killed a couple of enemies who, uh, until that point, were underground moles. They didn't know. <laughs> but she had a magic bullet there. Oh, she's got Yeah. And I, Isn't that I, incredible? I, I have been forgetting as well the headaches yeah. and pain yep. she's been enduring.
2: She the had whole way through. a condition similar to narcolepsy, in that sometimes she would just lose consciousness. She said she was still sort of like awake and could she like she was aware of her surroundings, but she would look to be asleep and she would just fall asleep or sleep for really long periods of time. Which
0: would have, I mean, ideally that would have happened while she was on her tummy. <laughs> in Bit of tummy time, have a snooze. Yeah,
2: some of those trips can be pretty lengthy. Yeah, I'd say catch up on some Z's, mm-hmm. <laughs> have a little kip. By 1911, she's, uh, 1911, she's 19- still alive.
0: 1911. Oh, wait a minute. She was born, I think, maybe 22. 22. But maybe 1810. Yeah, it could have been That's 1815. That's right. She could have just knocked up a ton.
2: She's fairly old and frail, and like I say here, probably in very late 80s or early 90s, she was admitted to the Harriet Tubman Home for the Aged.
0: Wow. Okay, well, that would have felt... Right. That and would that, have felt right. I mean, well, nepotism gone mad. Actually,
2: she was kind of mad about it because she had donated the land um, for this to be made, asked the church to build it, and her stipulation was that it was for anybody who um, like needed a, a place. Oh, but they actually, As long they, as their name know, was Harriet, Harriet Tubman.
1: Tubman. <laughs> for 20 years, it was empty. <laughs> but finally, here, here she is, here our am. first ever resident.
2: Well, she was pissed off because it took a few years to build and for it to open, and when it did open, people had to pay $100. To, right. to get, it's like a nursing home to, to stay there And she was really mad at that And then she was like It should be They don't have any money
3: Right
1: And then they're allowed to come in so She, did, was,
2: she was a bit annoyed by that But
0: Did she, she have to pay?
2: I don't know <laughs> Hopefully not That would be ridiculous um,
0: So the test is $100 if you want to come in Okay here it is Sorry you sorry, can't you come in. cannot $100 come in. to come in I can't pay Well come on in
2: <laughs> Perfect Do you have a preference of ocean view <laughs> or hills? <laughs> Surrounded by friends and family, she passed away on the 10th of March, 1913. Wow. And was buried with semi-military honours at Fort Hill Cemetery in Auburn. Isn't that incredible? What an innings. 1913. Amazing. Harriet Tubman left behind a legacy that has continued to be honoured to this day. National parks, gravestones, plaques dedicated to her museums, libraries, all honour her legacy. She's a subject of books, films, documentaries, songs theatre productions, paintings, operas. I think most recently um, was a biographical film, Harriet, um, which premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival in September of 2019 and received Academy Award nominations for Best Actress and Best Song. There are numerous structures, schools and even a ship has been named after her. It was in 1944 um, the United States Maritime Commission launched the SS Harriet Tubman its first liberty ship ever named for a black woman. So that's kind of cool, I guess. She was posthumously inducted into the... Nas- Rock and roll hall <laughs> of fame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, rightly so. Into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1973, the Maryland, the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame in 1985 and the Military Intelligence Hall of Fame in 2019.
0: She got into the national one before the Maryland one. Yeah. Jeez, they're tough. Maryland's they're tough more, in Maryland. More exclusive. Yeah.
2: Most recently, too, as I alluded to in my question, um, discussion has been around Tubman being added to currency. In 2016, then-US Treasury Secretary Jack Lew announced plans to add a portrait of Tubman to the front of the $20 bill, moving the portrait of President Andrew Jackson, himself a slave owner, to the rear of the bill. He was a slaveholder. They're like... And who's
0: been... So someone being bumped off the rear?
2: I don't think... I don't is there
0: a front and rear Well, I think note?
2: like I think the rear... Like in our case, we've got a person and then like an animal or something. So I don't think it's oh. a person on each side. I'm not 100% so sure. So long
0: since I've handled cash Cash, money. I know. However, it, so that it's was... It's becoming like less and less of an honour. Because mm. now that we're living in a cashless society. Yeah, put
2: me on a bloody uh, visa debit, don't you mind? What do we got? Oh, yeah, we've got two people on the 50. So yeah. what would you oh.
0: call the front and back of that?
2: Yeah, what's the front? What's the back? Well, I
0: guess American, they they might be different. What's that,
1: uh, David Unipon and Edith Cowan? <laughs> oh my god,
0: you're a freak. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes. That's and a 50. What, what are they famous for?
1: Uh, that is, uh, David Unipon is an indigenous inventor. Yes, held many patents, and Edith Cowan, first premier, female
2: premier. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'll
0: take your word for that's it. That's on it. Yeah, did we say that's I know on Aussie David Unipon 50? is. Yeah, definitely held a lot of patents. Read that recently, but yeah.
2: Did you it, read that on that $50 bill?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's mainly just biography on those bills <laughs> now. <laughs> they if don't you even look have rooms the, for the numbers. The
2: numbers are just... If you it's look a lo- nightmare for tourists. It's
1: basically like fan tales now.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have to... when When a tourist is trying to buy something, we have to say, that'll be three yellows. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, i got no idea.
1: Sorry, I've, uh, I've upgraded her She's best known as the first Australian woman to serve as a member of parliament. Right. Oh,
0: cool. I felt Yeah, it was, was Joan Kerner the first... Maybe just first Victorian premier, female Victorian premier? Or internationally? Internationally. <laughs> internationally. <laughs> that means nationally. Oh, my God. The world
1: record holder for the first <laughs> female Victorian premier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like... I'll, do we, what do you call that's a pineapple, isn't it? Yeah, Australian 50s, sort of colloquially known as a pineapple. Yeah, it's Lobster's yellow. the twenty. Yeah, it's red. Pavarotti's the ten. Tenner. Oh, that's funny, <laughs> never that heard that. Funny. I've never heard that. And uh, yeah, what would a five be? I don't know. A, a blueberry. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. <laughs> Get out of here.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't even bend over to pick it up. A <laughs> <laughs> hundo, yes, please. Um, so yeah, that was that was like originally pitched in twenty sixteen, in twenty seventeen, U.S. Secretary. Uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin said... am getting
0: pretty hungry. You wouldn't mind having a little Mnuch. <laughs> have a little Mnuch on this.
2: Is it Mn? I'm, Is it like I'm pneumatic so, and I'm stuff? So are they close to finished. <laughs> are,
0: there, are there any words that go Mn though, Bob?
2: I don't know many, no. Like 're Mnuchin.
0: Must, yeah, I would have no idea how that's pronounced. But I like Mnuchin and I apologise. So <laughs> I really just want... I'm enjoying this report so much. I just want to draw it out a little longer. I know you want to... Bring it to a close. But I thought before we got there, I'm going to recite this little poem I've written.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sing us a song. So, yeah, 2017, he said that he would not commit to putting Tubman on the $20 bill, saying, people have been on the bills for a long period of time. This is something we'll consider. Right now, we have a lot more important issues to focus on. Trump called Tubman fantastic but stated that he would oppose replacing Jackson with Tubman, calling the replacement pure political correctness uh-huh. and suggested that Tubman could perhaps be put on another denomination instead.
1: Like the $25 bill or something.
2: What a fucking something. piece of shit. I th- well, I don't quite
0: understand. What? Wouldn't you just be bumping someone else Exactly.
2: Off? And what? then you'd say the same thing.
0: Uh, political correctness gone mad.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> you want to put an incredibly impressive person on a note, do you? Oh, okay. Okay. A, okay.
0: a black woman <laughs> Political correctness Yeah, he has gone mad Who are you talking about? Andrew Gaze Yeah, chuck him on Chuck him
2: on <laughs> A hero In January 2021 President Joe Biden said he will accelerate the Tubman redesign So stay tuned But he's on board with it So
1: he's doing it himself
2: He's doing it himself He's like, guys, I'm a little rusty with Photoshop
0: <laughs> Don't worry, but I'm pretty good at paint <laughs> I, l- I love <laughs> 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 I have to sometimes go like if Photoshop is. I'm like, this is a nightmare. I'm, I haven't grown up with it. I I used a different program for a long time. It's now defunct. Fireworks, paint. Adobe Fireworks, and now it was paint. Uh, it was. Uh, it, yeah. was a, it was a pencil. It was con- a pencil. <laughs> con- concrete tablets, and I chipped it out because you're incredibly old. But then, yeah. So sometimes I'll still go back to paint, and I'm like, I can. I know I can at least erase something from this and write a word there or something. But, I. Th- it's so funny when a politician or whoever will be like. There's more pressing issues than the notes. We don't yeah. need to worry about it. It's like, yeah, that, that would be true for everything but one thing. You know, if, yeah. if you're going to rank everything, like, you, you just only ever focus on one thing, president? Mm. I know. I, which president was this? That
2: was the current one. Which that was Biden. Is I mean, Biden, a great yes.
0: operator. So, But you reckon he could do two things at once, Biden? Maybe not.
2: Well, you'd bloody hope so <laughs> if he's a president.
0: <laughs> hey? Can he walk and chew gum at the same time?
2: Probably not. But that brings an end to my report on Harriet Tubman.
0: What a freaking sick
1: report that was. What a
2: story, huh?
1: I knew none of that, JP.
2: No, I didn't know either. I knew the name. I think I'd probably heard her referenced in you know film, TV, etc., whatever. But I did not know any of her story. I'm hoping American listeners do know (laughs) quite a bit more about Harriet Tubman. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's an amazing life, an incredible woman, a total badass.
0: I bet I I would bet that americans know quite well and i think i would never have heard her name if it wasn't in the jack the hat mcvitty where people suggest topics i've come across her name and i've looked into her like mm. briefly before and that's the only reason i know her. so i i kind of get the feeling that she's well it sounds like she's going to be on a note yeah, and we all hopefully. know everyone on our notes so yeah
2: um. <laughs> it's an important step and uh, good to get her the recognition and compensation she deserves. Mm. Be on a note. Yeah. There you go.
0: You're going to go live in your own. The house named after you will mm. pay you in money with your face <laughs> on it. What a weird uh, idea of the world you'd have. Yeah. After all. yeah. It's like Mr. Burns when he's shopping for cereal and <laughs> Krusty or someone buys Krusty O's. Yeah. And he's like, where are the Burns O's? <laughs> <laughs> Ketchup?
3: Ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup.
0: Great report, Bob. So good, and that um, really, I think, brings us to everyone's favourite uh, section of the show—the fact, quote, or question section—which I think has a little jingle that goes something like this:
2: Fact, quote, or question, B- brag or suggest I forgot. I he forgot the word brag. The ding.
0: I think <laughs> it's okay if you forget that bit to just do it without it, but I love it when you add it.
2: Oh, that means you hate it when I add it.
0: No, I think it's. I think it's. It's great to have the flexibility to forget okay. if you need to. It's yeah. nice. And Dave really shouldn't throw you under the bus like that.
1: He no, no, have, no, no, no. He should have dinged. No, that's because last week I dinged
0: too early. Yeah, and
2: I put my hand up as a, shut up, Dave. You ding when I say you ding. So, he's yeah, he's right.
0: Uh, so, uh, in this part of the show, uh, everyone's favourite part of the show, we thank a few of our great supporters. If it wasn't for these people... This show wouldn't bloody exist. Keeps the lights on. All those other sayings uh, and euphemisms for financially supports us. But um, so you can all get the sexy euf- euphemisms. Keeps as well. the
2: lights on. It'd be sexy to turn the lights off. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I like to be seen. <laughs> Maybe look at, look at me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we could throw uh, some sort of a, a, a red scarf over Dave's cheetah lamp and really get yeah. it sexy in oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So yes, yeah, so you can get involved at patreoncom pod or DoOnPod.com, and there's a bunch of different levels depending on whether you want to spend a full Tubman <laughs> a month, <laughs> which I think is a uh, that's going to be when it comes in calling twenty bucks a Tubman Whoa. that'll cost you a Tubman that feels that's good so good.
2: I hope Americans have slang for their money like we do. They don't.
0: They, they call something Benjamins. Oh yeah, which might be hundreds or ones. Dave will know. 100, 100, right? Hundreds, right? Yeah, it's it's I'm making money. It's not, yeah, I'm making Benjamins. <laughs> oh God, One are you Benjamin okay? One Benjamin at a time.
2: <laughs> are you all right? Do you need help?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, stripping.
2: <laughs> Great.
0: One Benjamin at a time, and honestly, I don't tend to get a lot of Benjamins, but it feels good expressing. People myself. throwing
2: coins at you. Yeah, that is I, hurt. They're
0: throwing them to hurt. Oh. <laughs> They're you, yelling, get off.
2: Are you not a very good stripper? It's okay.
0: They're yelling at me to get off, and yeah. I was hoping it was going to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, you can support us on all sorts of different levels, uh, depending on yeah, on how many Tubmans you want to part with. <laughs> uh, on the fact, quote, or question level, this is the Sydney Scheinberg level, and on this level we get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question. I read out about four of them each week. Uh, where people ask us a question, give us a fact, give us a quote. They can also now give us a suggestion or a brag. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up this week, we've got one from Colin Wright, who, and you also get to give yourself a title. And Colin Wright has given himself the title of Stressed Out Guy Applying to Grad School. Grateful for the podcast to listen to while I fill out 100 million application forms.
1: Oh, no. That's the recipe for disaster, isn't it? (laughs) He's just writing down Harriet Tubman. Hang on. No. No. (laughs) Uh, Name. Harriet. No, that's not me. Am I Harriet Underground
0: Railroad. No. Uh, And Colin has offered us a fact this week. Colin writes, according to a little underground website I recently discovered called wikipedia.org. I think that's pronounced. It's exciting. Uh, Says the Italian Luca... Pacioli, recognised as the father of accounting and bookkeeping, was the first person to publish a work on double entry bookkeeping, and introduced the field to Italy. Uh, Colin goes on to write. So Jess, for new listeners, Mm -hmm. Jess hates accounts for some reasons. We can't. I don't know if we remember the origin of this. Jess. Has committed to it for a long hate time. Now. We're ticking off all your things this week. You've obviously the number thing. You hate of submarines, and <laughs> uh you hate of accountants.
2: I forgot about submarines.
0: <laughs> you'd think you'd like accountants because they they like balance books, and you like even numbers.
2: Yeah, but it's not always even numbers. Well, that's a good point. And also, accountants make me pay a lot of money.
0: <laughs> I think that's not so the accountants necessarily,
2: well, isn't it? <laughs> Matt, I think they get to Don't decide. Don't shoot the messenger, I think Jess. they get to decide and they say, Ooh, Jess, you can pay a lot this year. Yeah, that's and true. And they say that every
0: year. And then they go to some people, hey, hey, I like you. I know a few more tricks that I didn't offer to Jess. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Those sneaky accountants.
0: Anyway, Colin writes, uh, goes on right. write, So Jess, if you end up with a time machine, maybe you can talk to Luca and convince him to uh, do stand-up instead. Or maybe a podcast. They had stand-up no, between 1447 AD and 1517 AD,
2: then right? Then he's going to be a competition for me. If he's in comedy and podcasting, no. I'll tell him to do something else. Yeah, I think
1: you've got to go back in time and kill this man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say make him be like a painter or something. Something I have no skill in. But um, yeah, you're right. I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> so thank you um, for giving me the next person on my hit list. I mean, the, f- the first. The first person I was <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> I've never heard anybody.
0: Luca Pacioli. Feels good to say something in uh, my native tongue. Of course, I'm one quarter Swiss Italian. All right. Thank you, Colin. The next one comes from David, a place to hang your cape, Malofsky. And uh, David's given himself the title of on Superhero Suit Storage Manager. Very important very job. Very
2: important job. We appreciate you.
0: where is my cod piece? <laughs> well, it's in, in the cod piece locker. Thank goodness. It's a very big locker. <laughs> Yeah, which seems like superfluous amount of space, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> need a bit of room. <laughs> so, David's also given us fact, which is the JFK geology. Uh, my first topic suggestion to make it out of the hat and into the episode. Ooh, uh, sparked the geology. That just does that mean two reports? Love that it's become a trilogy. Then that's uh,
1: right for people out there that do support the show on Patreon. We have very recently released a follow-up report. I did a report on the Kennedy Curse. Mm. We went through not what only JFK's death, tale. but all his family members' trials, tribulations and tragedies.
2: I, for one, believe in the curse. On a,
1: it's, yeah. It was a lot more than you'd think, isn't it? Yeah, it's big time.
2: A,
0: an amazing amount of tragedy. Yeah. It's no media beat up, this one.
1: No, that's right. So that you can get that as well as 124 other bonus episodes <laughs> right now. So please,
0: David. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, David said a long time supporter. This is the first one he suggested that actually got made in an episode. So he's stoked about that. Goes on to say, Dave mentioned the many coincidences between Lincoln and Kennedy. Oh, there's a pun fact that was left out of his list, which is my all time favorite JFK pun fact. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, mean, I uh, imagine you, uh, had widdle, <laughs> you had to whittle, you had to whittle down this, this list, David. I'm sure you had to this whittle list it down of pun facts. Uh, one week, this is uh, this is the pun fact. One week before he was assassinated, Lincoln was in Monroe, Maryland. Oh, Maryland, Maryland again. Uh, one week before he was assassinated, Kennedy was in Maryland, Monroe. Oh, <laughs> pun fact. Uh, there is an asterisk <laughs> here. Jeez, I didn't say that word right. I don't think. It says, Matt, read out the asterisk. I put in an asterisk. On this because further research, namely listening to Do Go on episode 135, has led to the discovery that Marilyn Monroe actually died in 1962, a year before Kennedy. But I never let the truth get in the way of a good story or a good pun. So that pun fact is...
2: Absolutely not true. Not true. It's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, It's called fact, quote, or question. Brag or suggestion, not joke. Or, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'd be
1: happy if people started sending in jokes.
2: Yeah, actually, joke would be sick.
0: Come oh my god! <laughs> this jingle's getting longer yeah, and longer. I don't
2: think I don't well, think it, we need to get in a pro. Jokes to sing can this be in then. as facts,
0: maybe. Yeah, it's a fact that this is a joke. There's nothing <laughs> funny about the truth. <laughs> uh, David finishes off by saying, "But in the spirit of a bulletproof pun fact, I must refer back to my second favorite JFK conspiracy pun, which comes from <laughs> the greatest intellectual <laughs> of the 20th century, one Homer J Simpson." Quote: "Marge, I figured it out." Lee Lee Harvey Oswald wanted to steal the Jack Ruby. (laughs) I don't remember that. That feels like later era Simpsons. No, I remember it. Okay. Uh, I think we can all agree that that is the only theory that explains everything about JFK's death. David couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for that pun. False. Fact. (laughs) Uh, Next one comes from Lily Morley. First timer into the fact quota question, Brag or suggestion. Uh, Lily's given herself the title of Junior Vice CISO of Cybersecurity for the Triptych Club. Uh, What's a CISO? Not sure. Chief something, something officer, something security officer, maybe? Intelligence. Let's go with that. Yeah. But then I guess it's got cybersecurity in the title as well. Anyway, Lily two. Clever for us. Oh, it's our first ever brag that's been with the selection of brags. So happy, Lily. Lily writes, my first ever fact quote or question, brag or suggestion (laughs) is a thank you slash brag. Do go on, got me through a pandemic and a very... I'm so glad to see the pandemic's finished as well. (laughs) We did it. We talk about it sometimes as well, like, it's good to be through this pandemic. definitely all over.
2: Yeah, we lived through that.
0: Touching. And it's done. Knocking on wood there. Obviously, it is still going, but... Um, Lily writes, uh, got me through the pandemic and a very hard search for a placement at university. A shit ton of rejections came my way that I wasn't expecting for jobs that I was way, way, way more qualified for than necessary. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm. To the point where I'd even uh, done the job before when I was 16. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. But then I got my placement, cyber security intern for Dyson. I never thought I would get it I'm a psychology student that does a bit of coding on the side and now this has opened up my entire future. I'm so proud of myself, but I have to say thank you. Hearing three familiar voices and sometimes uh, the fourth Beatles was so comforting and the best way to fill the crappy silences. I started listening to episodes sporadically when I was 15. I think starting with the collarbomb Heist, I feel like I've grown up with the podcast and it's been like a comfort blank- blanket for me through the years. My two all time favourite moments have been, uh, have to be hearing about you guys accidentally driving through the Bath Christmas markets.
3: (laughs) 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 Dave
1: driving along here. We're like, this is
0: not a street.
1: (laughs) The GPS said, pull down here. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm like, oh, there's no other cars here. (laughs) Oh my God, there's like a giant nativity scene in front of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Took us ages to get baby Jesus out of the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because. Uh, Lily went to the University of Bath, so very familiar with it there. And the other favourite moment was hearing Matt on the Julia Childs episode. (laughs) A sneaky question at the end of the massive message, apologies for the essay... What have what have been your favourite moments of the pod?
1: Oh, oh, definitely
0: not driving down that uh, Christmas
1: market because it was terrifying.
2: Yeah, but what about me parking a big car? Oh, (laughs) Oh. that was a (laughs) big (laughs) highlight. That's a huge highlight. It's honestly just very funny to me every time you guys talk about it because you are obsessed. It was honestly Uh, you parked what is honestly
0: a small truck. I think it into a space that was slightly smaller than the car. It made no sense. Yeah, it
1: was like for uh, an inner-city London hatchback. You bent the rules of
0: time and space.
1: (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Honestly, I'd say being able to travel at all with the podcast has been an unexpected privilege. Yeah. Honestly, when we started six years ago, why would we end up in Ireland or whatever? You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. those times are amazing. Or on the beaches of, of Thailand yeah, doing the podcast. So yeah. stuff
0: like that's been really, really cool. Even getting around Australia. Yeah, that yeah. Time we went to the, to the Sydney one and then Dave and I went out for an Italian date followed by gelato. So cute. Matt and I were just messaging this know, week <laughs> about uh, going on a movie date followed by a Sunday coming up soon. Ah. Oh. We'd and love to have you as well, Jess. No, it's fine. It was um, I it understand. Was, be- it was because I won, <laughs> Need some boy time. I won a uh, I won a movie ticket with Dave on the Stupid Old Studios Telethon, but I couldn't make it. So I'm like, Can I can we reschedule? It's
1: because my dad and I had an extra ticket to see That's the new right, James Bond movie, yes. if Matt could drive to Geelong.
0: On the same and night. it was a real close call, but he's back it. in town. In, uh, for a certain So then afterwards, we time. said, just so you don't
1: feel left out, we said, let's do another movie another time. We'll get us You so.
0: would, of course, be welcome to come along.
2: Welcome, but not wanted. Wanted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think, all, I reckon I, lo- I do love all those. And just fun, those, yeah, it's just fun. I love being in different places. And yeah. I mean, that's been underlined a lot uh, by not being allowed to leave the house or the city for the majority of the last couple of years. Hmm. Um, and yeah we would have just done a, our first live thing in, in quite a while a uh, couple of weeks before this and we've got the christmas one coming out which i'm yeah. really looking forward to I fucking love christmas yeah christmas episode and but just can't... yeah all i think it's a lot of those things but also just this friendship mm. hanging out you know yeah. it's fun the laughter highlight yes. of my week every week so lucky to be involved Thank you very much for that, Lily. It was Lily's first time, so we have let her get away with a brag. <laughs> a brag, a, a fact, and a question there. Well played. And, and uh, the I stands for information. Information. Okay. Jesus. Nearly always information with those things. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, finally, from Drew Forsberg, he's uh, got the title, Local Anti-Hero." bracket, the cowardly kind, not the badass one. <laughs> Uh, and Drew's got a question You're at karaoke Oh, I love a scenario question Love
2: this, yes
0: And uh, like we always ask, uh, Drew has answered his own question Fuck yes, Drew So it's a four-parter Yep One Yep What song will you sing, Sober? Uh-huh Do we want to do them one at a time?
2: Yeah, maybe I'll forget otherwise Sober uh, It's the same for me yeah? It's nine to five, Dolly oh,
0: Parton. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Fantastic. My go to song is, and I would sing it sober, uh, Careless Whisper George Michael. Yes. Oh, fantastic. I've
2: seen you sing along thank to that. You, thank you, I was you so like, much. Wow.
0: I think I'm going to go with Turn the Page by Bob Seeger slash Metallica. Okay. Because <laughs> it's sort, he's sort of just, it's kind of just talking. Yeah. <laughs> On a long, long night. Oh, no, not now. let to do he that used now. To move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: there's more to the question. See, I think. sober.
0: I think, you know. Yep. That's I need a real talking one for sober. Yeah. Uh, number two, what would what song would you sing?
2: Tipsy. Okay, I see where this you, is going. S- Still nine to five.
0: Yes, Dave. Does that change your answer?
1: Oh, maybe Backstreet's back. All right. For yeah. Backstreet
0: Boys. Okay. Um, maybe Tipsy will uh, will go with uh, maybe uh, Johnny Cash. I uh, will walk the line. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. You'd nail that, I reckon. Then what, uh, three. What song would you sing, Steaming Drunk? Nine to five. Nine to five, <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably Spice Girls Wanna Be. Oof. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, Lee Kernigan's uh, <laughs> Boys from the Bush.
2: Okay. And we're back in town.
0: I remember all these things have happened. So it's, <laughs> it's been lucky I've been at karaoke nights in all these different states. <laughs> and finally, uh, what beverage is getting you there?
2: Okay. Ooh. I'm guessing beer for me. Yeah, probably a beer for you.
1: I'm talking uh, dream scenario,
0: pina coladas yeah, all night long. You. Pina Man, pina that does not. I'm mean, just thinking of pinnacle, milky, alcohol all night. Oh. That's oh, yeah. making me feel queasy thinking about <laughs> it. I will
1: be vomiting uh, after attempting the Sporty Spice backflips <laughs> during Wannabe.
2: But it's going to be kind of, you know, pineapple-y and coconut Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. So on the way going up. up. going to be quite
0: a show. Still
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> Still good on the way up. Mine's probably already like come to the
0: bar. Warnicke's fountaining.
2: <laughs> 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 Mine would be like a, a vodka lemonade probably. Oh yeah, love that. Classic. It's one of the few things alcohol-wise does not give me migraine.
0: Wow. So <laughs> that makes it an easier choice. Yeah. What an absolute bonus. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's pretty easy for me.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing you sing that song three times that night. Have I
2: told you though? Because I, I hate karaoke. Yeah. Love to sing. Hate to sing in front of people. I. I See, so this is a
0: private booth, I'm guessing. The three of us have hired. A Still, booth.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't sing in front of you. Like a genuine, no Even uh, after
0: being wasted
2: uh, Nah, I wouldn't do it
0: I think this podcast has on record Me singing? Some some, uh, evidence to the contrary
2: Well, yeah, okay But I wouldn't sing a whole song Like I hate, I hate it Yeah I I love it, but I hate it
0: So in a soundproof booth?
2: But I've done it once And we're in, I don't know if I've told you this story We're in Sydney uh out with a bunch of friends at a shitty bar it's karaoke bar and i got forced into getting up on stage and i said to my boyfriend i was like you are coming up on stage with me we're doing this together it's the only way i can do it he said of course no problem i'm with you we get up on stage dolly parton nine to five starts Did not share the microphone once. I just (laughs) went for it and then he just sort of stood next to me dancing the whole time. I love it. (laughs) And then his go-to song is Robbie Williams' Angels. He said that to the guy uh, running it and the guy said, okay, but I always do that second last and if you can't hit the high notes, I'm taking the microphone off. Because this guy sang so he would do like every second song or something to break it up. Um, it it's a, to-
0: such a weird, because that's often the karaoke host will come in and sing a song
2: Yeah I'm Like, mate, what are you doing? It's so weird, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it's, it always feels weird and to, to me
2: like threaten a client, or like yeah. a customer Be yeah. like, okay, but if you can't do it, I'm kicking you off the stage Surely
0: you're, you come in when no one else has signed up yet yeah, You feel yes. in, in between. No, no, no. Uh, but it always feels like... This guy had like several songs m- a shine, Because oh, sort of
2: nothing
1: thing. makes me feel more comfortable to sing in front of a group of people. There's someone getting up there and fucking nailing yeah. it. Yeah. That's and then the me. thing.
0: It's like, this isn't what karaoke is about. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can sing. We're supposed to suck.
2: Yeah. So he's, the song starts. He's like doing okay, but not very well. Gets to the chorus. He cannot hit the high note. He's tried... Almost on a daily basis, he cannot get it, and the guy just takes the mm. microphone. Oh no! Just, it was so funny. Gave, like, him, gave him the why tap. Why did you go for such an ambitious song?
0: Surely backup singing is the guy. Yeah.
2: Why you can come in behind him just and do just do the chorus? Yeah. Just do that note you can't get through it. Oh, just do that.
1: Yeah. Literally took the mic out of it. Yeah. Hand. Very
0: funny. And with the crowd or the or, you know the rest of the punters having no idea that this conversation yeah. happened before, <laughs> and just like, what's going <laughs> on well, here? That weird. It's old. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw in uh, Suspicious Minds as another option. <laughs> another okay. another, just low talky song. Mm. We can go to home. Yeah, yeah, I was
2: thinking of the right song. Like, I was like, I miss- had a blank. Miss- and miss- I was.
0: Miss- i need the guy to back me up on the. <laughs> miss- oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can't hit the Suspicious Minds, I will
1: cut your mic. <laughs>
0: Drew Forsberg. I also don't. I I think I'd be unlikely to do a a sober character. Occasionally, I'll I'll be you know, late at night wandering (laughs) to a place. Someone puts your name in. You're going, all right. Mm -mm. But yeah, it is. Anyway, Um, Drew has answered his own question. One, the sober one, back in the USSR by the Beatles. Okay. Cool. Two, Vertigo, you (laughs) two, And I'll annoy some of our Irish (laughs) listeners. And three, Madman Across the Water, Elton John. Oh.
2: Oh, I don't, don't know,
0: that, know one. that one. Me either, but it sounds am- sounds ambitious. Yeah, it
2: does. It's, it's, if it's an Elton,
0: Which I love. And yeah. then it, the beverage that will get him there, a steady supply of cold draft, 6 to 7% ABV beer.
2: Okay. Very <laughs> <laughs> sorry, exactly. mate.
0: If you could be a little more specific, yeah. <laughs> a, you've given us a whole 1% range Not there. Not sure what you mean. I'm so sorry. So is this 7.1? <laughs> Pour that down the sink. <laughs> Thank you for those fat quotes and questions. Good, good conversation starter there. Uh, the other thing we like to do is thank a few of our other great supporters who are on the Asprod level or above mm-hmm. shout out level and Justin comes up with a little bit of a game based on the topic that uh, we just discussed. Yeah. What can do with the name.
2: I'm not sure what to do with yeah, this Yeah, said a
0: name change. Yeah. Or like to, or the nickname Moses cuz part of the seas. Or yeah, Minty okay. was
1: Minty a good one. Yeah, was a good nickname.
2: Yeah. We've oh, given him a nickname.
0: Yeah, based on a on a confectionery snack. Or
1: based on a favourite uh, biblical figure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So got two options. Either a snack options. or a biblical
0: yeah. figure. Great. <laughs> now right. which one
1: I know more which about. Yeah, liked... <laughs> I was going to say,
2: Dave, the one who did not go to a Catholic school, <laughs> at a real disadvantage here. Yeah, but sorry. boy, he loves sweets. But he loves sweets. snacks.
0: <laughs> oh, you're, this is right in your sweet spot. <laughs> uh, if I can kick us off, yeah. I'd love to thank from Glasgow in Scotland, Gareth Briceland.
2: Oh, Gareth Bryceland is, of course... Nicknamed Joseph, yeah, because he's a real daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joseph. So is the is the carpenter father. Yeah. Well done, Gareth Briceland. Oh, okay, Joseph. Imagine Such your nickname, a funny being nickname. Joseph. <laughs> Everybody
2: <laughs> introduced to people as Joseph comes to your wedding day, and your wife is like, "Your name's Gareth." Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's funny. I've been telling you the story. An ex girlfriend on her Facebook. She had like a Pokemon or something name as just a fake name, just to be a little less, a little more anonymous on Facebook. And then she, when she came to a wedding with me, that was her placeholder name. Was the (laughs) whatever you know, Mewtwo or whatever it was. So well, that's oh, That's really, an interesting that's that? really that funny that So,
1: obviously, uh, you were Mewtwo's plus one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They knew her, not you yeah. <laughs> You couldn't check Mew and Mewtwo yeah.
3: That's very and funny And
1: why did Jigglypuff break up with you? <laughs> 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 um,
0: so, thank you very much to Gareth, Joseph Bryceland uh, I'd also love to thank, from Dagenham in Essex, I think, Great Britain Sarah Russell Oh, Sarah Twix Russell.
2: Oh, that's good. Oh yeah. So I like what? Twix. What's,
0: what's your, you love it. That's your favorite, oh, isn't it? Yeah, I love to be betwixt Twix. That's a high honor. <laughs> it's such a great. You got chocolate. Is that why it's called Twix? Because there's two of them, and betwixt is a thing.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I think comp- Dave was just just being a bit funny. Um, <laughs>
1: well, trying. Well, attempting. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but I love because it, it's it's basically a biscuit.
0: Yeah. Chocolate bar. Love it. Which yep. I I think I always found it very boring. I, I reckon I've had two in my life. Really? Yeah. But you know, maybe maybe now in my advanced years it's yeah. the kind of boring treat I might enjoy. S- starting to understand why Jigglypuff called it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd also love to thank finally for me from Babinda in Queensland, Australia, Anne.
2: Anne. Anne
0: no surname. Anne, I mean, can you zhuzh up a name like Anne? It's already very it's already Hollywood.
2: It's already perfect. Um, what
0: about... Uh, i trying to think of it. What about uh, John the Baptist? <laughs> Anne the Baptist. Anne the Baptist. Anne the Baptist. And the
2: Baptist. And the Baptist. <gasps> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. That's very cool. It sounds like a kind of mobster name, don't you reckon?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there is something You're pretty like scary. It, do not mess with Anne the Baptist. Yeah. She will baptise you in blood. <laughs>
2: Can I thank some people as well?
0: Yeah, I would love it if you could.
2: I would love to thank from Mount Pleasant in South Australia. Sounds like a nice spot. Jake Simpson.
0: Jake Simpson.
2: Jake. Jake. The. I cannot think of another lolly. The.
0: What about. uh, I'm thinking
2: of the Eclair. What about the (laughs) red. The
0: renamed Redskin is now the red. What's it called? What, to, what, what did they rename they it? They renamed it like the Red Rooter or the Red Rocket. No, that's that's the greyhound in uh, the castle. I forgot what they called it. The red name. Ripper. Red Ripper. Red Ripper. That's a great Oh, that's, that's so a good. Great,
2: nickname. great lolly too. That's a great yeah. name.
0: Jake,
1: the Red Ripper Simpson. No,
2: I want some Red Rippers. I know.
0: Red Ripper is That's such Yum. a great name for a, a lolly. Red Ripper. Such a great name for a bloke.
2: Red Jake the Red Ripper Simpson. So thank you, Jake. I'm pretty love sure th- if I'm thinking of
0: the right guy, Jake uh, has definitely come to yeah, we know some Jake. live shows in Adelaide. Came <laughs> to my fringe shows. And, and also, I,
1: pizza. I believe in uh, Thailand as well. Yes, that's oh, right. I right. yeah.
0: that remember sitting by the
1: pool with Jake. Very cool.
2: Uh, I would also love to thank from Bulleen in Victoria, Bryden Coverdale.
0: Wait, Bryden <laughs> Coverdale? <laughs> well, Bryden Coverdale already has a nickname and that is... The shark. I didn't know Bry Bryden was a bloody supporter.
1: was a Bryden from the the quiz show on Channel Seven, The Chase Australia. Oh! Bryden, you absolute legend! Thank you so much for your support.
0: Bloody what? hell! Sometimes we get a tweet from Bryden, and I uh, absolutely it love it. Great uh, on Twitter for some sports trivia, and he does a. So it's behind a paywall, so I can <laughs> I haven't done it yet. But he, they always look tantalising. His oh. uh, quiz in the. Telegraph or something.
2: That's fun. Thank right. you, Bryden.
0: So what? 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 What,
1: what, what about? Because uh, well, he would know obscure things. Because yeah. he's an absolute quiz quiz head. Uh, how about uh, minor biblical figure Bryden Haggai Coverdale? Okay. Hmm? Haggai.
0: What now? What does that mean?
1: <laughs> Haggai was a Hebrew prophet during the building of the Second Temple in Jerusalem one of the 12 minor prophets in the Hebrew Bible and author of the book of Haggai.
0: Okay. Right. So from first First Testament, it's the one that Tubman... Hated. Oh, hated the... F- no, yes. No, she she had, had the, the new. The fir- Loved the, the, the old.
2: New. Yeah. Yes, because the new was like, well, enslaved people should be obedient. She was like, fuck that. I like these old stories about people getting revenge. <laughs>
0: Eye for an eye—that's my speed. Thank I, you, uh,
1: Bryden. I am looking forward to the new series of The Chase Australia when they introduce him as Haggai. <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be good. Hey, guy. <laughs> hey, guy. Um, I'd also love to thank finally for me from location unknown. <gasps>
0: can only assume Deep. fortress.
2: Oh, already of got the a moles. bit of a cool name here, Craig Merriman Foley
0: Lazarus. Oh, resurrecting right. oh. from the dead like a mole does every time it pokes its head yeah. out of its little burrow, they
2: rise from the du- from <laughs> I'm, the dirt, I'm still alive. That's right. You Guys. try
0: you try and bury a mole alive, <laughs> you idiot, you <Yeah>, moron. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> um, yeah, mobs is like just dusting off his hands. that will be the last we see them. <laughs> they poke their head up. Hello, <laughs> damn it! What? I thought I buried you alive.
1: Uh, I would love to thank from uh, Kerry in Ireland. Oh, that's like fan ancestry
0: from County Kerry. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Perhaps you're related to Tommy Powell. Oh, another fantastic name. Tommy Powell.
2: Tommy. Okay. Okay. Come on, Jess, you can do this. What
1: about, okay. uh, Think of your favorite chocolate bar. What is it?
2: Uh, Chocolate bar?
1: Yeah, chocolate bar.
2: Aero. Oh, that's a good nickname. That is a
0: good nickname. Tommy Aero Aero Powell. Yeah, I like that a lot.
1: Because he's uh, green and full of holes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like like bub- like air bubbles, not yeah. holes. Real bubbly person, bubbly bubbly, bubbly bubbly person from Ireland. Green, green you know go go they, go, like bang, Cadbury? Bang. Cadbury tried to do like the Cadbury bubbly, and mm. it's like it's good, but it's not Aero. Mm. How does Aero get it so light?
1: <laughs> How
0: do they do it? I'll die asking secret that secret family recipe. Maybe it's the um, added air. Yeah, or maybe it's the. Uh, Destroyed orangutan habitat that Nestle (laughs) apparently are involved in. Sorry to suck the fun out of your (laughs) chocolate bar.
1: Moving on. Quickly, I would love to thank
0: uh, now from uh, Boreham Wood in Great Britain. My favourite chocolate bar, I think, is the Cherry
1: Ripe. (gasps) Is that a good nickname?
0: Well... Does it work? Roy Phillips. Roy Cherry Ripe Phillips. Oh, Cherry Ripe is good, I think.
2: Even just Cherry? Yeah. Roy Cherry Phillips. Oh, that's Roy good. Cherry Phillips yeah. is good.
1: In Hertfordshire. We love
0: your work, Roy Cherry Phillips. I like that. Thank you so much. Alternative was Genesis, the uh, first oh, book yeah. of the. Old Testament That's right uh, Roy Genesis Phillips mm-hmm. I think Cherry I think Cherry's the go
2: Cherry's good yeah. I like Oh Genesis is good But Cherry's fun
1: Genesis is good But I prefer Phil Collins Solo stuff
0: <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> And finally I'd like to thank From Dundas In the ACT Here in Australia It's Simon McDermott Simon McDermott
2: Simon McDermott
1: Simon, McDermott. Simon Smarties McDermott Ooh.
0: That's the. I think the second time in a, in three weeks we've given someone the nickname Smarties. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we used that on the uh, on the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode as well. <laughs> Did we? Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> so it,
2: it was their specialty topic or something. Yeah, that's right. Isn't <laughs> that funny? That's weird. We've
0: got two Smarties in the club Smarties. now. They just feel like you know. The, I mean, M and M's
2: way better. Yeah. But also, I feel like if your nickname is Smartie, you're probably dumb.
0: Yeah, it does feel like an ironic nickname. Yeah. Doesn't it? Simon Smarties McDonald. In,
1: in this case, it is not ironic at all.
2: Uh okay. Very
1: smart. In the
0: ACT, they're face. very straight. They play it straight. Mm-hmm. We don't do irony here. Nah,
2: that's true.
0: Hey? Up on Capitol Hill, the bloody clown town up there. What are they like? <laughs> what are they like? Uh, thank you so much to everyone that supports the show. There, legends, well, one and all. Thank you very much to Simon, Roy, Tommy, Craig, Bryden, Jake, Anne, Sarah and Gareth. Last thing we like to do is... Uh, welcome a few people in the Triptych Club. Jess, can you briefly explain what this is?
2: Absolutely. So the Trip Ditch Club is an all-access club for people who have supported the podcast for three consecutive years on the, what level?
0: The, I think it's the Ask Prod level or above, yeah, the shout-out uh, level.
2: Um, so what we do is we welcome you into an exclusive, but not in a dickish way, <laughs> club where we have a bar, food, uh, little pods you can have a nap in. We've got pool tables, we've got a pool We've got anything you could dream of. Bowls of Smarties. We've got it for you. And M&M's if you're not a psycho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, this Smarties are still cool. No, they're not.
2: But um, yeah, so what we do is uh, Matt is at the door. He's lifting the velvet rope. He's ticking your name off the list. I'm at the bar. I've got you sorted for food and drinks. And Dave... Um, Dave books the bands and he does an incredible job at doing so.
1: You are never going to believe who I've booked. What? Like, honestly. Dave, what
2: have you done? I
1: booked these, honestly, I think it's like six to eight months is my usual of lead course, in these time. These are big acts. These are big acts. And I've actually booked in Harriet Tubman, the band. You haven't? <laughs> the jazz band on Facebook that I found with a thousand likes.
2: We've been trying to get them for years. Yes,
0: finally they said yes. Tubman's a great nickname for a drummer as well.
2: He's a oh, tub band. He's a tub man. All yeah, right. it is good. I
0: believe they are a jazz
1: trio, so looking forward to Harriet Tubman the band.
2: Awesome. Um, I will be serving everything in a tub. Um, food and drink wise. Yeah, I
0: love a tub of cocktail, please. <laughs>
2: and a and a yeah, minty cocktail is on is on
0: That sounds full on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but in a nice way. You know how you do, you do like Skittle vodka? Yeah. It's just like a mint infused. Record. It'll yes. be refreshing. More of an homage. It's, not it's an homage. Yeah. It's subtle. It is subtle, but it's it's not as refreshing. Probably using
0: a little creme de mort.
2: Exactly. You feel like you got <laughs> clean teeth afterwards. <laughs> Hello. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
0: So and I think we've got about what, nine inductees or something few. like that today, Dave. Uh so the way this normally works is uh, I'll read them out I'm standing on the door I'll read out your names Dave just picture yourself running into the room into the club mm-hmm. Dave's there with the mic up on the stage he's hyping you up as you enter. everyone's applauding you Jess is standing nearby Dave <laughs> whispering Whispering to him because yeah. he honestly he just wouldn't be able to do it without a little bit of sort of backup and
2: support yeah thank you he needs my validation and he cannot go and will not go on without me I am
1: gesturing karaoke with our partner not going up without you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, once I'm up there, I'm like, shut up, let me (laughs) take you. (laughs) (laughs) So Dave's there to hype you up. He normally does some version. I I think they're puns I can never quite tell uh, based on on the place (laughs) or the name. Uh, So if you're ready, Dave, I'm going to lift this velvet rope and welcome in from Blackheath in London, Great Britain, David Hayden. Oh,
1: this night, I feel like I'm getting paid in.
2: Oh, to hang out? Because
0: it's nice to get paid.
2: It's such a a, uh, treat. (laughs)
0: <laughs> From Bellbird Park in Queensland, Australia, it's Cassie C. Ooh, Cassie, Cassie C. C, Sassy C. Oh,
2: okay. I was going to say, Cassie, see you there. <laughs> Cassie,
0: see you there, Sassy C. <laughs> Something else I should explain to listeners is <laughs> Jess is normally better at these and dates. No, I'm
2: not. The next one's
0: from Mannington in West Virginia, I reckon, in the United States. Chelsea Russell. In West Virginia, born and raised. Let me rustle (laughs) up a good time with Chelsea. That's good. From North Hobart in Tasmania, Australia, it's Lucy Harrison. H- hurry, s- hurry ha- son. <laughs> 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 hurry in, son, and have a good old time. More
2: like lucky us that Lucy Harrison is here. Lucy Lucky.
0: Oh, right,
1: right, right. Or uh, like I could think it was a uh, Marison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These are all good options. Yeah. All good options. This is better than...
2: this. stumped us. Oh. Lucy's been waiting three years. <laughs> oh, <hold> on. <laughs> I'm happier. that... <laughs> we've been stumped by such a simple name. A beautiful name.
1: Uh, I, f- I feel happy that on my wedding day, <laughs> Marison,
0: more like Harrison.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I love it.
0: Lucy Harrison, give us a juicy hug and... No, all right. So... <laughs> From York in Yorkshire, Great Britain. You should have seen Jess's face and It's Mike Hollis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mike Hollis. <laughs> We've gone Mike, off the rails here. By. Is there something in like Mike? Mike?
1: Hand me the Mike Hollis. Fuck yes. Like the Mike? So like I can
2: welcome and sing a song <laughs> yeah. for Mike Hollis. Someone
1: from the crowd goes,
2: You're
0: holding the mic. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. From Palmyra. In Western Australia, it's Luke Wood. Oh, Luke Wood be here because we only have legends. <laughs> from Sutton in Surrey, Great Britain, it's Elizabeth Joyce. Oh, you bring Joyce to my heart. Yeah. From Milton Keynes in Great Britain, it's Jay Munn. More like Jay Fun. Yes! Oh, now we're cooking. And finally, from San Antonio in Texas in the United States, Frank John Villarreal. You make this night feel Villarreal. Yes,
2: Villarreal. <laughs> Yes, Bill, Yes, <laughs> Phil,
0: Woo! That brings us to the end of the episode. We really hit the finish line <laughs> strong there, Nailed I think. Nailed it. Uh, with no regrets at all from my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks everyone for listening to this episode. Anything else we need to tell them before we go, Jess?
2: Um, just so that if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so at dogoonpod at gmail.com. Check out our website, dogoonpod.com. .com, and do go on pod across all social media where you can make uh, suggestions and give us more topics about, like, uh, we have a a, a lack, I think, in the hat of, like, topics about badass women and badass women of colour. So send us those suggestions because most of our um, reports come from your suggestions, so we need some good stories in there so we can bloody tell them.
1: Absolutely. And anyone can suggest a topic. You don't of have course. to be a Patreon supporter.
0: Anyone can do that at any time. Yeah, there's a link in the show notes. Or you can go to dogonpod.com and there's a, a, a you can click on there, I believe. If you want to, you can write, then write slash submit dash yeah. a dash topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want.
2: Or just click the link. <laughs> just click on the link. Whatever's easier for you. you but know, it feels like clicking the link's probably easier. But if you like
0: to type things. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe you've got a certain amount of letters you've got to type a day. Yeah. Then maybe... The that's right. an
2: odd thing that you have if that's the case but, but we don't mind yeah, you know, don't whatever, judge.
0: whatever you want to do to feel fulfilled
2: fine by us you know what I mean I do
0: yeah <laughs> Dave put this baby oh, home please hey
1: thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with another topic but until then I'll say thank you so much and goodbye oh, bye. bye Juicy Garrison
2: is that something
0: I, I tried that is. and it yeah, just yeah. looked at me gross Juicy
2: felt weird Juicy Juicy felt positive Juicy Juicy
0: fruit will get you going. Maybe
2: we just go with juicy. It doesn't have to be a part of both, does it?
1: Oh, this night's going to be juicy. Yeah, yes. there it is. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.